I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun Who plays basketball, come to my smart house Meet my alien sister, don't come hungry Because I'll bet my mom can't Hello everyone and welcome to Mum Can't Cook, a decom podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Farrant, and I've just got back from doing one of my many masculine hobbies that I enjoy doing. Um, training for the octagon. That's right, <laughs> ultimate fighting. Oh, you're still doing, oh, you're still doing that? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm the other host, Luke Westaway, and I, um, I gave that up a few years ago when I became cool. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just, like, I was just training as, as a joke for the octagon. I was just training... Well, I'm really going. I was. Andy's I'm, doing after the octagon. No, 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 no. I'm going to. Hey, I'm going to chop down some trees Andy's later. Lumberjacking. For the octagon. No, I'm. Uh, uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, too late. Bitcoin. Oh my. Oh my no. god. Oh Wait. my god. Fellas. I swear, fellas. I Andy's swear. I'm still like, investing in Bitcoin. Ethereum, mate. Have you ever heard of it? Oh my god. You I swear, I'm manly. I'm. I'm a real. I'm a man. Well. What you just heard there and seen. You're going. Yep. To- <laughs> what, you just said, what you just said there, folks. Seen. Now, listener, that may have been upsetting to you. It was certainly upsetting to us. Our but I think there's a, there's a was, lesson there. Our intention was not to distress, but it was to provoke discussion, thought, toxic masculinity. It's all around us. It's all around us in the air. It's, it's a miasma. In the air. And my God, is it in Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off? Yep, that's the film we're talking about this week. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, in which a boy... Uh, Makes a cake once and it, it ruins his life. It ruins his life. His social and family life collapses in an instant. Everyone aggressively wants to kill him. <laughs> it's absolutely bonkers. I can't wait to dig into it. Um, shall we have the promo? Here's, how, here's what the Disney Channel thought of it. This baseball season, Eddie's cooking. No, I mean, he's really cooking. Can you saute? Cream, reduce, extract, whip, and flambe. Baseball has got to be your priority. But can Eddie have his cake and eat it too? A Disney Channel original movie starring Taylor Ball and That's So Raven's Orlando Brown. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Cook-Off, here we come. Tonight at 9, 8 central on Disney Channel. Okay, Andy, anything you need to get off your chest about Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off before we kick off with the recap? Yeah, it's just it's just how aggressively everyone reacts to him. Sure, and I mean the thing that he cooks initially. Yeah, that everyone hates him for is some barbecue sauce. Yeah, which is like I don't know. It's a pretty masculine it's hobby, pretty, right? Pre- it's a pretty barbecuing. It's a pretty manly sauce. <laughs> I it, mean, fe- it it feels like at the last minute they changed Eddie's hobby from like dog f-ing. <laughs> <laughs> To cooking and just left everyone's reactions the same because <laughs> everyone is so appalled <laughs> at what he's doing. Yeah, it takes an enormously long time for his dad to come round to the yeah. it's like, Dad, Dad, this is what I'm good at. <laughs> it's my passion, Dad. He's like, well, son, I don't understand it. Mrs. Hadley, his dog, dog f***ing teacher, comes comes to t- comes home to talk to the parents to plead with them. Please, Eddie's... Eddie's he's really good at this. He's really good at this. He operates on instinct. When, effortlessly. <laughs> he's just effortlessly, instinctually... 
in one week, Pleasuring, Bobby Flay will be hosting dogs. the Million Dollar Dog <laughs> and we think Eddie should be there. It's it's on national television, not this nation, obviously. It's legal. <laughs> oh, no. But no, after last time, them... they made that abundantly clear. We were not welcome. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, yeah, it's... Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it seems disproportionate, the reaction, I would say. Yes, however... I think there's a lot that this movie gets right about the general like playground experience of being a teen boy. I found quite a lot of this movie uh, like um, what's the opposite of nostalgic where it's like making you remember something, but like something unpleasant. Yeah. yeah. But with no warm and fuzzies, just like, yeah, just, ah, just Yeah. Ruefully reminiscing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It really, really, I think kind of nails that vibe of, what boys i mean i don't know i like to uh, hopefully it's a bit better now you'd like to think but when when did this movie come out 2003 yeah 2003 right yeah this like there are scenes in this that really remind me of like the playground when i was at school and just that vibe of everyone watching everyone else like a hawk yeah wait any sign of weakness any sign of weakness any sign of doing something that is Slightly unusual. Yeah, slightly unusual, slightly deviates from society's prescription of what masculinity is. And then you'd be like, bam, I've got it. Uh, Everyone, Brian had a choice of three drinks in the vending machine and he chose the purple one. Oh my God. Everybody swarm and kill him. Right, swarm and kill him. And it wasn't so much like a hatred of Brian or a hatred of purple drinks. It was that like, that's how you, that's how you scored a point. Yeah, if, well, if it was happening to Brian, it wasn't happening to you. Yes, so, yes, yeah. I think that's it. So I think I, I, I think this is a pretty well put together movie. The villain in The Dad is an absolutely uh, unbelievable, unbelievably hateable villain. Yeah, it is, it is a hard watch at points because the dad is so awful and he takes so long to learn anything and come around. It's like literally the last sort of five minutes. I There were points in this movie where if I could have reached through the screen, I would have cheerfully strangled the dad. <laughs> Yeah, and his confusion at seeing big hands come out of a of nowhere, come out of a sort of void in the of, sky, yeah, just out of a void, and just start strangling him. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd the, have to push that... my face through the screen as well and just be like, "This is for Eddie. Let let him cook." I think they showed something like that at um, CES in Las Vegas this year. Did they? Yeah, it's a new TV Great. where you can reach in and strangle, reach in and strangle Eddie's dad in particular. Eddie's dad in yeah, in that one movie. Yeah. It only works on Eddie's million dollar cook-off. Yeah. <laughs> So you do also need a Disney Plus subscription. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I, I like this one. I like Eddie's a lot, and I think and I think it's got a, a positive message. Yeah. That uh, that it does a, a reasonable job of getting across, which for a decom is hmm. really quite special. I also I used to really enjoy watching Iron Chef America with, when Mark DeCostas was the uh, the Iron Chef and Bobby Flay was one of the Iron Chefs. Yeah. And the setup at the end reminds me of that, so that's good as well. Yeah, I mean, if you like Bobby Flay, boy, are you well served by... I mean, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> sure. No, Iron Chef Morimoto all the way. Okay, okay, fine. I don't know anything about that. Um, possibly... Well, we'll get into it extensively possibly later. Possibly, because cooking was something that I was was never made acceptable to me. Who knows? Who knows what could have been? You hear, you hear that, fellas? He said he wistfully thought about cooking. No, 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 I was... No, the potential I was, of cooking. I was him. wistfully thinking about... Crypto. Throw his shoes in the pond. <laughs> oh, no. Right, so Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off mm-hmm. is the name of the movie. Yes. 
Okay, so we open on a baseball field. Yeah. Hot dogs are sizzling, burgers are frying up, the field is being prepped, crowds are filling in. Um, but Christ knows why, because all that's happening at this ball field is the world's worst team are here to practice. Yeah, they're called the Groundhogs. Yes. The man we will later come to know as Eddie's dad pops a fly ball, I expect. Um, <laughs> expect some bad baseball terminology, folks. Uh, yeah. I got it, I got it, says the boy. He collides with another boy and down they go. The yeah. dad is disappointed. The first of about 800 disappointments for this man. <laughs> 800 million billion disappointments. In, in this film. <laughs> Uh, Kimberly, this one's for you, he says to a girl. She tries to catch it. Her shoes are untied. She falls over and her shoes fly off. Oh, yeah. He's, he's disappointed again. <laughs> uh, now we've got Frankie. Uh, he also... What does Frankie do? Frankie does something bad as uh, well. So Frankie throws a ball. It hits a, another boy's hand. He says that his hand hurts. And he says, your hand isn't broken. Your finger is just dislocated. Here, I'll reset it for you. And then he runs towards the boy with his tongue wagging. <laughs> sure, you can imagine Dad's disappointment at that. Yeah, this is a bad baseball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, finally, a young lad steps up to the plate. He hits the ball directly into the hot dog stand with terrifying force. It ricochets impossibly around the van, yeah. destroying everything that the owner possesses. Um, it's like the opening of an X-Men film is the note I have on this. Yeah. Um, you know that kind of like cold open X-Men thing where it's like, oh, look at this kid. He's, uses his mutant powers. Do, yeah, uses mutant powers to ball control. Like, Yeah, to yeah. ricochet a ball around and drench <laughs> people in pickle juice. My X-Men power is destroying small businesses. <laughs> I just sort of aim a ball vaguely at it and it yeah. will bounce off everything. And my X-Men name will be Amazon. <laughs> oh, um, hang on. That's a good X-Men name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okay. Never open the flaps when the groundhogs are warming up, says the manager. Out comes another coach. Looks like we got the whole team back, he says. I'm I'm very sorry about that. Again, yep. this is a bad baseball team. It sure well, is. at least we still got Eddie. Well, looks like we got the whole team back. Yeah, it sure does. Feel sorry about that, coach. Yeah, me too. Me too. Well, at least we still got Eddie. All right, guys, let's go. Frankie, all of us take her on the infield. Yeah, at least we got Eddie. Wow, check out this Eddie. Yeah, this Eddie seems good at baseball. A born leader. A baseball dynamo. Yeah, he's throwing good, he's catching good, and batting, you better believe it's good. He's, he's batting all over the place. He smiles wholesomely. He seems like a real stand-up guy, a real man's man, Yep, you could say. Uh, no wonder his dad is so proud. Yeah, the girl falls over again from a standing position. <laughs> Kimberly. Yeah. Um, later, coach, dad, gives them a pep talk. This is the opening game of the season, but he describes it as a building year. Uh, and we meet some more kids on the team. Most importantly, Hannah, who is played by Rose McIver, who is Amber, the lead in The Christmas Prince. Yes. That's right. Net Netflix. Netflix's Christmas Prince Christmas saga. Netflix's connected Christmas universe royalty. I know. I know. What a, that, was, that was such, a, such an IMDb get. treat. Yeah. Um, so Hannah shows up dressed all in pink because her mom thinks that she's trying out to be a cheerleader. Uh, and, and she has to uh, pretend that she's doing that in order to go and follow her true passion, playing baseball. Yeah. This is one of those decom sliding doors moments where I wish the camera would just follow Hannah. <laughs> follow Hannah, yeah. Why in your movie would you be like, oh, and also... 
Here's in parallel to this, the same story is happening to this girl, but we won't dwell on it. Yeah, but we, we shan't dwell on it. <laughs> because Eddie, a man, is about to try and enter the female-dominated world of cookery. They've had it too good for too long, these women. And believe me, Eddie is going to f- crush them. <laughs> he, is gonna, he is going to slay. Hannah says that her mom was the ultimate cheerleader, and that's why she wants her to be one too. Themes are yeah. already being seeded. This decom is competently put together. Yep. Uh, we cut to the game. Yeah. They're doing that thing, which I've never really thought about much, but I would like someone to explain to me, where they go, bada 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 swing, bada 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 bada, <laughs> and I don't know what that means. Bada bada. Are they saying bada like bada bing, or are they saying no? It's like batter. batter. It's, it's the person who does the bat the hitting. I apologise to all American batter. listeners for the way I just said batter. Hey, bada 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 swing, bada hey, swing, bada bada hey, bada bada bada. Is it what is it? What does it mean? Oh, wait 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 wait. You know the Simpsons episode where they do baseball and Mr. Burns is doing like secret hand signals. Yes, you know, there are so some of like, those in this movie. If it, yeah, the, so it's um, like if I pull my hat thusly. What do you call the guy who has the mask and he stands behind the batter and he catches it? Uh, the, the catcher? Jason Voorhees. No. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, backstop, backstop. 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 Shortstop. Yeah. Shortstop. What's a short, what's a shortstop? It's the same as a backstop. Oh, um, this is going to be rough for baseball <laughs> fans. There's so much baseball in this movie. Yeah. Look, if I know baseball fans, they'll really enjoy writing a very, very long email mm. explaining all of this to us. Explaining the batter, 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 swing, batter. Yeah, yeah, honestly, do write in. I want to know what's going on. I would like on. to know, and I can't be bothered to Google My it. guess is it's code. They, you say it so fast that the other team can't understand your strategy. Can't understand that you're saying batter. They think, <laughs> swing, batter, oh, they're, batter, getting batter. Some, they're getting some swing, butter. Batter, batter, batter. Yeah, butter. Yeah, why are they getting butter in the middle of a baseball? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, no. won. He hit yeah. the ball with that guy. What's I can't what's his name? Oh, a batter. A batter, yeah. So Coach Dad is is being a dick. Um Aaron, put something into it. You're throwing like a girl, he says, despite having several girls on his team listening to him. Yes, he says this with absolutely no sense of irony or self-awareness. Eddie's in the field doing the bit where you catch the ball. Uh, and he catches it so good that the big baseball point goes to the groundhogs, and um, the co- everyone celebrates. Yeah. It's looking, it's looking good. Yeah, we smash cut to they lost ten three. Oh, never mind. But yeah. apparently, this is more competitive than the groundhogs have ever been. And after the match, the kids are chatting. Eddie says that good news, everyone. It's time for Eddie Dogs. That's right. He then throws a CGI ball into the air, which turns into a CGI ketchup bottle, which gets squeezed over a line of ballpark franks. Nice. Uh, So he appears to make his famous hot dogs (laughs) using the hot dog stand's ingredients and equipment. (laughs) The staff are not seen. Well, they're they're all covered in pickle juice. (laughs) That's true. They're they're like picking the broken glass out of their palms. They're explaining themselves to Magneto why they weren't able to bring in Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) They're having the iron removed from their blood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to be fair, if you're trying to take down Amazon, don't send a small business. <laughs> yeah. Magneto. It's yeah. exactly Amazon's thing. You're going to roll a Fortune 500 company in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. Send Enron. <laughs> Another X-Men called Enron. <laughs> and again, it's a good X-Men name. Yeah. He just leaks crude oil everywhere. <laughs> Uh, okay, so 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 uh, he's, making, he's making his famous hot dogs. Uh, Eddie's two best friends are here. They are Frankie and DB. DB, yes. I've been waiting all year for one of these. Says DB of this regular dog in a dry-looking bun. Yes, but but wait. Eddie gets wild with the condiments. He sure does. I mean, really. That's wild. right. He throws on mustard, sauerkraut, onions, uh, jalapenos, horseradish for heat. He says of the dog that already has jalapenos and mustard on. <laughs> 
So he doesn't really understand flavors or anything. And then he says, that's jalapeno fine. to make us men. Yeah. Uh, and the kids dig in. They chow down on these dogs. These hot dogs look like they would immediately kill anyone over the age of 25. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are all kids, so... Their hearts can take it. Yep. And Eddie loves the process. He just loves making these hot dogs. But their feasting is interrupted by the winning team yep. who do a sort of stroll by bullying. Yeah, the Eagles. A yeah. cool baseball oh, team called Eagles. the Eagles. Yeah. DB muses, I'd give anything to beat those guys. Mm. And Eddie says, well, let's beat them through a mouthful of dog. That's what the season is all about, beating the Eagles. Is, is what they resolve. Yeah. And then DB chucks a plastic ketchup bottle away and it lands on a bench. Yep. Up walks Dad and the other coach, who's called Longo. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we just call him Coach? Yeah. So <laughs> Dad, and, Dad and Coach walk up. Because Longo is... Coach Longo. Is... Yeah. I can't call him Longo. He's... <laughs> coach... Coach L says college scout is coming no, to the Eagles. No, just call him Coach, because if you say Coach L, I'm thinking of Longo. You're remembering that it's short for Longo. We'll just have Dad. There are two coaches. One is Eddie's dad. So we'll just have yeah. Dad and Coach. Yes. All right, fine. That's fine. And if every so time he you says hear that- Coach, you choose to think Coach Longo, well... Live your own life is what I'd that's say. Up, that's up to you. Yeah. A scout is coming to the Eagles game tomorrow. Why aren't they coming to see Eddie, says Dad. He's the best player in the league. True. But you know as well as I do that groundhog practices aren't so pretty, says the coach. And then he sits on the ketchup and the squirting sauce transitions us to Eddie's home where his mum is putting ketchup in a bowl. (laughs) So Eddie's mum is bracing for a a big old rumbling as the team sprints in. There seems to be some kind of post-game tradition. Everyone back to the coach's house for a a barbecue in the backyard. Yeah, Um, All the kids are running and leaping around chaotically. At this point, there's no, I mean, there's no point in keeping it secret from you, listener. We, we've already spoiled the secret. But this is the point where we find out that the coach is Eddie's dad. And he takes Eddie aside to give him uh, the first of about eight million billion talking to's. <laughs> hey, Eddie. What's the matter? You know, if you ever decide you don't want to be a ground. I wouldn't want to be a groundhog. I know it's frustrating for you, never really being able to play the game you're capable of playing. What are you talking about? I play all the time. No, that's not... Eddie, there's a lot at stake for you this year. If this is going to be your future, we really need to step your game up another notch. Okay. Ow, get off my head! Alex, get off of DB. He's a guest. Why do you have to put that kind of pressure on him? It's just a game. Wedgie! Mom, it is not just a game. See? Eddie knows what I'm talking about. So Dad wants Eddie to throw his his friends to the curb yep. so that he can join a winning team like the Eagles. Yeah, we got ourselves a serious case of bad daditis, decom fans. Yep, but Eddie's not even paying attention to this. He's no. um, he's <laughs> watching the he's transfixed yep. by Iron Chef Bobby Flay mincing <laughs> some onions. It's Eddie's it's it's Eddie's dad's worst nightmare. While he continues to bollock his wife for not thinking their son <laughs> should be heaped with crushing pressure, Eddie unattended looks at the TV where superstar chef Bobby Flay is casting a spell. <laughs> He's falling under the thrall of Iron Chef Bobby Flay. Dad dives to the TV. No! But it's too late. Eddie's already mincing some onions. Yeah, Eddie's watching uh, Bobby Flay do his thing, and yeah, he's kind of yeah. his, his jaw is on the floor. He's a, Eddie a is gate. legitimately staring slack jawed at Iron mm-hmm. Chef Flay. Yeah, there's there's what can only be described as an erotic shot of a cracking egg. Yeah, uh, th- I have the exact same note. Um, mm. I, Bobby Flay heaps on brown sugar and cracks an egg in slow mo entirely too sensually. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, that's the only way Bobby Flay can crack an egg, though, after yeah. however many years as an Iron Chef. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. you're not getting past the chairman. No. <laughs> with a regular egg crack. With a regular egg crack, it's got to be sensual. <laughs> it's got to be sensual. <laughs> sensual. So, um, so mum and dad continue to bicker. Mum says, why do you have to push him like that? And dad mm. says, I'm not pushing Eddie, I'm steering him. There's a big difference. And then mum cuts her finger and dad faints from yeah. the sight of blood. Uh, quick to help, um, <laughs> dad. <laughs> faints at the size of, of blood. Um, we cut to them getting in the car to go to the hospital. Dad is being noisily and violently sick in the back, uh, helpfully. Yep. And so Eddie, DB and Frankie, uh, his friends from the baseball team, they go back inside. Eddie's putting away the food like his mum asks. He's got a sort of a plate of raw chicken drumsticks and a thought occurs to him. He says, what if instead of putting this stuff away, we make something out of it? Mm. The others are yeah. vehemently against this plan. Yeah, DB says, uh, no. And Frankie says, I'd rather pull out my nose hairs. Yeah. Or is it the other way around? I can't remember. It's not important. Yeah. Um, but Eddie says, look, I make Eddie dogs. How hard can this be? Yeah. And the fact that his mum has been physically incapacitated means that now he can consider cooking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And his, and his dad is... Not only not in the home, but unconscious. Unconscious. Yeah, unconscious. So this is, yeah. Yeah, this is the only d- time it's ever occurred to him. If his dad wasn't vomiting and fainting with sort of blood terror, yeah. then he would get a sort of tingling sense that his son was doing something, deviating from society's prescribed masculinity. Yeah, and so the, the, the like car would shot. come smashing through the kitchen wall like a Kool-Aid man. <laughs> yeah. He'd dive in front of the pan. No! So it, <laughs> puts his own face on the hob. <laughs> <laughs> so Eddie says, I make Eddie dogs, how hard can this be? His friends watch yeah. sceptically as Eddie lays all of the raw chicken pieces out in a row. Then he clumsily smashes a dozen eggs. Mm-hmm. His friends throw him every single spice and he adds them all. Then we see yeah. some mashing. He drops the raw chicken in a, a Fruit Loops crust. It looks like he's cooking up. Also, the soundtrack yeah. to this whole bit is a trumpet playing weird discordant honks. In the background. So the odd thing, the odd thing about this scene is that I assume we're about to see Eddie really f up some cooking, yeah, and like cook up something that's like really gnarly because he's never done it before. However, when we eventually see what he's come up with, it's pretty spectacular. It's a sort of Jurassic Park of mashed potatoes, yeah, like a Jurassic Park playset made out of food, yeah, yeah, with like, like a mashed volcano, yeah, surrounded by fried and like chicken. fruit loop crusted chicken drumsticks, yeah, like trees made out of broccoli at the base. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah, it's, it's really impressive. Um, so Eddie's delighted with his handiwork and DB and Frankie are pretty impressed as well. But uh-oh, here comes Eddie's big brother back from the hospital. They've picked up pizza. So yeah, the whole family's yeah, back. Dad fainted twice, but he insists that he passed out because of toxic masculinity. Uh, men don't faint. He says men pass out. Yeah. They don't faint. Because this, I mean... He passed out twice. You only have to look at this man to realise he is a paragon of masculinity. <laughs> so... <laughs> He is played by Mark L. Taylor, who you will probably recognise from something or other. He's been in a lot of different things. He was in an episode of MASH. He's in, he was in Arachnophobia, that movie, you know? Yep. Oh, um, he's in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. Inner, he's Dr. Niles in Inner Space. Ah, oh, yeah. So if you look him up, you're, you're, you're probably going to recognise him. He's also the, the dad in the decom, The Other Me. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You probably recognise okay. him from that if you. So he's this got podcast. range because he plays he plays a bad dad and a totally adequate dad in that, if I remember. <laughs> and a sort of correctly. like vaguely disinterested dad who doesn't notice his son is cloned. That's that's range. Yeah. 
Play two kinds of dad. Which one so do you want for this, this movie? <laughs> oh, disinterested, please. Awful, please. <laughs> I want the one that would make the dad from Motocross faint dead away. Sorry, pass oh. out dead away with how yes, awful he is. Yes, of course. Yeah. Because he's a man. Because he's a man, simply, so he doesn't faint. He passes he out. simply lose consciousness. Yeah, he loses consciousness like someone on D-Day would. <laughs> He's overwhelmed with testosterone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Blacks out. So uh, the family is sceptical about Eddie's meal, but they tuck in anyway, and we cut to a completely cleaned plate. Wow. Yeah. Turns out the whole family loved it. And as a reward for cooking, everyone indulges in some misogynistic bullying for about (laughs) 20 solid minutes. Mum says, you boys have done an amazing job. And DB's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't tie me into this. It was all Eddie. It was like he was possessed or something. And then <laughs> the dad says, we're going to have to start calling you Chef Eddie in a kind of dickish way. And then the brothers start saying they're going to get him an apron for Christmas or maybe a Betty Crocker oven, you girl dick. Ah, uh, you know what? I know... I know that we've I know we've only just heard like a little audio clip, but I, I we have we have to hear some of we this. We have it's, to hear this because it's, it's key our, to the movie. It's oh, it's the worst. Well, I for one am quite impressed. You boys have done an amazing job. Hey, don't look at us. We had nothing to do with it. It was all it. <laughs> it was like he was possessed or something. Well, we're gonna have to start calling you Chef Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> More like Eddie Crocker. Oh. Yeah, at least now I know what to get you for your birthday. An apron. Oh. <laughs> or an easy bake oven. Oh. Knock it off. You know, now he always did like making little cookies with his Play-Doh. No, I didn't. Okay, I think that's enough. Oh, come on, Mom. Look. It's Edwina, the daughter you've always wanted. Oh. Hi. Come on, I'm Edwina. I'm the little French chef <laughs> from eighth grade. And my hobbies are cooking and... And well, cooking! <laughs> Knock it off! Oh, come on. Relax, Eddie. We're just teasing you. It's not like anybody thinks you're going to trade in your baseball mitt for an... Oven mitt. <laughs> Nobody thinks you're going to be trading your catcher's mitt for an oven mitt, scoffs dad. Yeah. Yeah, so they are... They're, they're so horrible. <laughs> it goes on for it's so long. It's sustained. like they do one bit of... They do yeah. one bit of bullying, and he's like, "Ah, oh, knock it off. And then they do a second bit, and he says, knock it off. And you're like, okay, that's it. And then they do, like, three more bits. There's more after... After yeah, what after we what just, just listened heard, to, it, there's it even more. Do you know what it's like? It's like the movie came in 10 minutes short and this was the last scene that they filmed. They're like, okay, just bully him for 10 more minutes. Yeah, they're like, and oh man, we're, we're it's all in the movie. So yeah, so try, try, and, try and get your characters back in the headspace before they did any sort of growth. <laughs> and, and no, no problem. <laughs> Candy. But it's such a wild overreaction to him mashing some potatoes. I know. Also, he's created something that anyone would agree is genuinely impressive. He hasn't just mashed some potatoes. He's made like a, a sort of ornate, like inventive spread worthy of any food reality TV show. Also, it, he did it because his mum was in hospital. Which is a kind thing to do. They're like, you dick. You You girl, girl. idiot. You girl. <laughs> you. It's, oh, and the dad is just... Like when they, uh, when his brother, which you can't see there, but he's tied a um, a napkin around his head to make a sort of headscarf, <laughs> yeah. and he's performing the character of of Edwina. Yeah, his dad, like his dad, is delighted with this. Yeah, his dad's like sort of clapping and giggling. Yeah, this lampooning. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, yes, yes, Edwina is a great comedy character. Wow. More of her, please. You got him, son. Yes, let's have more Edwina. DB, it's... did you did you maybe want to get a hand on the ball with this Edwina skit? 
another headscarf is wrapped around. Ooh, I cooked potatoes. Ah. Just dad is busting up. He's oh, busting a gun over here. I like cakes and cooking. I can't throw a baseball. Easy bake oven for me, please. <laughs> yeah, if I were Eddie, I would have murdered them all with a baseball bat. Yeah, yeah. I would, well, if I was Eddie, I would simply have watched on as two large hands reached in through <laughs> the void and strangled the dad. Through, through the special new TV that yeah. they've invented. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut to school. It's time for all the kids to do that thing they do in America where they sign up for like an extra class that isn't one of their main subjects. This can't be how this is done. So what what it is is there's they get an elective class Ele- and yes. there are a bunch of easy ones like um, computer, computer science. science is one that they want to get they don't want to do woodshop because apparently you have your fingers cut off in that one I mean you might well it seems to be a mandatory part of the class I think <laughs> it's to like prove your dedication you have to yeah, yeah it's like being in the yakuza you have to <laughs> if you if you mess up you have they bring out a knife and a board yeah. You have to take your finger off. Yeah. But yeah, the the idea is that all these classes are placed up on boards in a narrow corridor. Yeah, like clipboards. Yeah, it's first come, first served. And so, as you can imagine, it's utter chaos. Yeah, it's total anarchy. It's like a sort of running of the bulls down this corridor. But as they walk as they walk over to this corridor, Eddie is suddenly drawn by the siren song of the home economics classroom. Yeah, he's never, it looks, he's it looks, looks kind of like before. the bake-off tent, you know? It's like oh, full yeah. of large prep areas, all kinds of spices and refrigerators, yeah. big ovens. It's heaven for a closet chef like Eddie. It's better than the bake-off tent because it's temperature controlled, so there aren't two episodes every season where everything unfailingly melts. Someone's cream melts. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, well, I guess nothing worked this week, but there's simply no way to temperature control a room. (laughs) Well, not if you're in a tent in someone's back garden. Just just do it indoors, gang. There's no no money, though, is there? There's there's money for it to be... It's cheaper to do it indoors. It's the BBC. It's funded by the licence fee. No, it's Channel 4 now. It's, oh, fun- what? it's funded by not- Vodafone and other ads. <laughs> they've got infinite well, money they've got to no play excuse with. Then. I assume they had to do it in like Noel Fielding's back garden. No. <laughs> they no. didn't have any money. No. Uh, no. Well. No. It, yeah. Anyway, enough of the Bake Off tent and that annoying one episode every single year where everything melts because they're like oh it's hot today so nothing can work it's ice cream week well, i suppose that won't work everyone presents just like puddles and they're oh, yeah well it's hard really to judge how good your ice cream is because it's so hot no one could reasonably be expected to make ice cream in this what if they combined bake-off and the traitors and one oh, one baker was a traitor oh, yes and like during a break he was allowed to go into the uh, tent and kick one person's cake apart. Hell yes, absolutely. <laughs> just, just absolutely kick the the cake into pieces. Yeah, and then they and all like, walk oh. in and look at the cake and go, "Who did this? Who did this?" If I'd kick, I'd kick my own cake over because I know um, my cake's not going to win on merit anyway. God. So, uh, and uh, no one would suspect the traitor of kicking oh. over their own cake. Oh my god, this show is dynamite. Why is this not? This a is thing? good. Um. Dear Mom, please cut this out of the finished product because this is too good. This Well, this is establishing prior. Yes, of course, ownership. you're right. Yes, brilliant. Okay. All right. In that case, so leave it in. Dear editor, we need this episode rushed out in case anyone come up comes up with this idea. Yeah. If anyone else comes up with the idea date. of trade off. Trade off. Which is what we will call it. The Great British, Great British Trade-Off. <laughs> and you just, someone runs, you get like shaky cam footage of someone running in and kicking a gatto into pieces oh, and running so back good. out of the tent. Oh, oh yeah. And, um, and Paul Hollywood would see, Paul Hollywood would be in there and he would like, 
he would sort of talk about how you were stamping it and stuff. But then yeah. he would betray nothing. He would have a total yeah. poker face. When, Absolutely. But poker everyone face. would be looking at Paul thinking they know who the traitor is. They know who stamped the cake. Yeah. And then they, everyone would examine the treads of each other's boots. Yes. Be like, wait a minute. What's yes. this ganache and, in here? Yeah. Like, no, I, I dropped some ganache earlier when I was baking. And I'm like, did you? Prue, the other judge, could have a healer role who can protect <laughs> one cake. <laughs> She's like, every, every night she can say, protect one she, cake. Every night, Prue, she crouches with her arms around the cake. Yeah, exactly. And you, if yeah, someone runs can, in and tries to kick if it. If you can get past Prue, you can still smash it. You just have to push her. You just have to... They walk, they walk in the next morning and find a smashed cake and an unconscious brute. <laughs> and poor Hollywood's lips are sealed. <laughs> Saying absolutely nothing. Oh my God, this is really good. Well, the star baker should get their, their cake protected as well. Like yeah, by, the, yeah, the star baker's cake is sealed in bulletproof lucite. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> It can't be kicked apart. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like, if you, ca- if you can make it through, you can still smash the cake. Yeah, but, Paul Hollywood but it will, will it you. will affect the taste and texture of the cake. Yes, if it's been sealed in bulletproof <laughs> So it's a candle, oh, right. isn't it? I'm sorry, I was imagining kind of like it's within plexiglass, not like no, it's been poured over and hardened. Over. So, so it's it's a sort of risk reward thing. Your cake definitely won't get kicked apart, <laughs> Paul Hollywood. But also, Noel Fielding's teeth will shatter if he tries to eat Paul it. Paul Hollywood, we think. We've got the opportunity to make a lot of money with this new direction, but you are going to have to ingest a great deal of loser. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Yes. Fine with it. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm eating loosite anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's how so I get trait my off. teeth so white. Trait off. Coming, That's to the, good. coming to the coming to the BBC. Yeah, soon. BBC, you'd be nuts to sleep on this. Get on it. Okay. Needless to say, I've closed all my tabs and lost my place. (laughs) Um, Eddie looked to the kitchen. He thought, oh, that's good. He smiles to himself at the tiny saucepans. His friends call to him to catch up. Yes. I guess I never really noticed that room before, he says shyly. Yeah, it gives Mm. me the heebie-jeebies too, says DB, confident in his masculine urge to never cook. Yeah. So there's a huge scrum for these sign-up clipboards um, and Eddie knocks them all down to the floor on purpose to sort of seize the opportunity of choosing whatever he wants. And in a moment of pure instinct, he makes the decision. He grabs the home ec clipboard instead of the computer science one. Then he covers the course title at the top of the paper with his hand and rushes DB and Frankie into signing it with him, thereby signing all three of them up for home economics without yeah, Frankie they think they've signed knowing. up for, for computer science. They're excited. They're all yelling, computer science, yes, yes. We smash cut to home ec class. Dun, dun, dun. The boys are in it. Hannah is here too from the team. Mm. The one who sort of has to convince her mum that she likes girly things. Yeah. She's here for gender pressure reasons in the other direction. Yeah. We're not going to linger too long on her because <laughs> we've got to get busy with Eddie absolutely yeah. dominating the culinary space. Uh, there's an, one other named member of home economics class, even though there's about 20 people in the actual class. Um, it's a girl at the back of the class called Bridget. Yes. Um, she's unrolling some custom cooking utensils. The That's boys right. mock her for being a loser. Yeah. She threatens to Julienne them up one side and down the other. Yeah. In some sort of accent. Okay. So, I th- yeah, Bridget has... Australian? A, well, I think it's a pretty strong New Zealand accent and the reason I think that ah. is 
because this is the thing that made me look up where they filmed this. Mm-hmm. And like quite a few decoms, this one was filmed in New Zealand. So uh, again, I don't know that Bridget has a New Zealand accent that she's you know, trying to trying to hide. Go yeah, American. trying to do an American. It's it's you know. It's fine, but yeah, it's it's noticeable. So you you kind of you get used to it. You get used to it. So, but anyway, uh, now the teacher walks in, Mrs. Hadley. She's going to play a large role in this movie, and she has massive news. Huge. So now, here's a little something, little something that should start things off with a bang. I have entry forms for the 35th annual Million Dollar Scholastic Cookoff. <gasps> Can you really win a million dollars? No, no, no. That's just how much they give out in scholarships. No, it comes with a small cash prize and a scholarship to the country's preeminent culinary institute. What's a cook-off, you ask? Mm-hmm. Well, it's open to all students, eighth grades and above. And that's you people. I was a finalist when I was in high school. To enter, a student must submit an original recipe, and then if selected for the finals, the student will be put through a live cooking exam to test their mastery of the craft. So, to to enter this cook-off, you must submit an original recipe, yep. and finalists are put through a live cooking exam. Yep, to test their mastery of the craft. Yes. Uh, Bridget, Bridget immediately grabs an entry form. But no, no one else is in. The teacher it. asks, anyone else? Eddie looks wistful but downhearted. He couldn't possibly no. enter a... A cooking competition in front of Frankie and DB, he'd be ki- he'd be killed. He'd be ki- instantly. He'd be, yeah, he'd be torn to shreds, and they'd be yeah, right to do it. Yeah, they'd kick him apart yeah. instantly, like a bake off cake. Yeah. So um, the the class turns to page seventy four of their textbooks, Anatomy of a Cookie, and Frankie, looking at his textbook, quips, "Wow, how much easier can a class get?" Mm-hmm. But then we cut to his six flaming cookies being fire extinguished <laughs> as they're pulled he- out of the oven. <laughs> Yeah, the tra- the tra- the traitor got to his the cookies. Traitor got to his cookies and yeah, <laughs> spray cesium on, on them or something. <laughs> oh, should have put them in lucite, mate. Yeah, lucite, cesium. There should be an awful lot of like highly corrosive chemicals involved in the trait in trait off. In trait off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get sponsored by a, a lucite company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I was a bit distracted by the cookies being on fire. And how that could happen. I can't imagine these school ovens go hot enough to make cookies burst into flame. So I did look it up. What is the ignition point of sugar? <laughs> right? It's um, it's, th- it's like 350 degrees C or 662 degrees F, which, I mean, my oven doesn't go that hot. No, but they are using sort of more uh, professional ovens. So yes. It is possible. It's That's true. And that's he explains true. that he thought they would cook faster if you put it on the maximum heat. Which, so it's, in Frankie's defence, does make sense. Why doesn't food cook faster and better when it's when you just make the oven hotter? I mean, it does. It cooks too fast and went on fire. You're right, of course. Yeah. Damn, cookie makes sense. Um, Bridget's <laughs> cookies are perfect, of course, and she gloats about how good yeah. they are. The others want to eat, but she denies them. When class ends, Eddie pretends to have forgotten his backpack and runs back into home ec and snags a leaflet. Yeah. Unbeknownst to Eddie, Hannah sees this happen. Yeah, she comes out of a side hatch and yeah. sees him do this. <laughs> she- Emerges from some kind of wall compartment, yeah. and then slides back into the fence. <laughs> yeah, because she's the traitor. <laughs> at home, Eddie sneaks down into the kitchen at night. He opens the fridge and he starts doing 
like sports commentary. He says it in baseball terms to the dog uh-huh. in a really cute way that would make it abundantly clear to me if I was his father that he'll always love baseball, but clearly has a yeah. a passion for, for cookery. Uh, yeah, a pa- that you could beat out of him with some kind of stick. Yes, exactly. So um, Eddie- He needs an original recipe for this bake-off. Yes. Thing, this cook-off. Um, so there's a montage of recipe development. He's like jazz cooking. He's dancing around. He's trying to crack eggs. Not very well still, but he's maybe he'll get there. He, he's mixing milk, orange juice and cayenne pepper yeah. and eggs in a big bowl. He like free pours in a pint of milk and orange juice. Eddie, I know you've never cooked before, but like you have lived on Earth. <laughs> you have tasted these things. I mean, you. there are so many things that go well together and... Milk and orange juice are one of the very few few things things, (laughs) that famously don't go together. You'd think that the point where Eddie gives up on this particular recipe is the point where the orange juice hits the milk and he sees what happens to it. And then he'd be like, oh, well, we'll start this again, probably. Cook off, here we come, he says. He takes a sip of his orange juice, raw eggs, milk and cayenne pepper (laughs) mixture and he vomits copiously. (laughs) Um... Eddie is going to, in this movie, do an awful lot of noisy night cooking down in the kitchen. So, listener, feel free to speculate yourselves on exactly how deeply mum and dad sleep. Or maybe they sleep (laughs) in a separate house. It's the only explanation for how Eddie is able to get away with all of this night cooking. Yeah, so everything Eddie is making tastes repellent. He's destroyed the kitchen and made nothing. Yeah. Um, He shares a, a PBJ sandwich with the dog and it gives him an idea. He puts peanut butter and jelly in the blender to make a peanut butter and jelly smoothie. Yep. He says it's bold, it's daring, the lid isn't on properly, and it sprays 40 gallons of liquid <laughs> peanut butter and jelly in every direction. <laughs> then someone comes downstairs, but Eddie turns the lights off and hides. I don't know why he did, like, <laughs> the kitchen is coated in goo. The kitchen couldn't be more destroyed. It looks like a septic tank exploded. Yeah. It's it's grim in there. It looks like a boomer from Left for Dead detonated in there. Yes, yes. But his big brother comes down half asleep. Uh, he finds brown goo dripping from the ceiling onto a plate with a half-eaten sandwich on it. He eats yeah, the covered sandwich. Covered in sort of M&Ms and goo. Yeah, he eats the sandwich and goes back to bed. Weird. Nothing else about his surroundings sort of penetrate his consciousness. No, nothing. Not not the not the smell, not the goo, not the dripping. <laughs> Not, not the fact that like everything in the kitchen is destroyed not not just destroyed but like cooked with like there yeah. are there are just pies and loaves just like <laughs> out on the like, a dozen eggshells yeah. all over the counter everywhere but nothing anyway, gets through yeah so eddie gets away with it that was a charming scene how about some more toxic dad so we cut to the baseball field dad is chewing eddie out for seeming distracted he misplays his foot was off the bag these seem like bad baseball crimes if yep. you understand baseball uh eddie's eating an eddie dog during this conversation and dad says if you're not going to take this seriously why should i uh, his dad tells eddie that the team looks up to him Baseball has to be your priority and stop playing with your food. You're dancing around like a little girl. Yeah. Eddie looks chastened and affirms that baseball is his priority. Yeah. Uh, So dad explains that Eddie's got so much potential and he's going to be less of a coach and more of a dad. So he attempts to (laughs) to father his son here. Yeah. He says, how was school today? Did you sign up for computer science like your brothers told you to? Eddie, of course, lies to his dad at this point. And he, he obviously can't tell him he signed up for home ec. Yeah, because his dad would floor it before he'd had a chance to put the seatbelt on and fire him through the windshield. (laughs) So he lies and says that he signed up for computer science. And then dad says, 
you'd tell me if something was bothering you, right? And then shoots Eddie a look that says, if I found out something's bothering you, I will kill you where you stand. <laughs> I will jam this car into a river. <laughs> Do you tell me if something's bothering you, right? And then he just like, honestly, he just glares like, there I, better not I be can't. something bothering you. I, I dare you, Eddie. I dare you to have something bothering you. <laughs> you would be dead before you hit the floor. If you tell me something, you'd have something else bothering you. And that's a... <laughs> Pull through your yeah. pull through your head when I crash this car into a wall. So uh, back to yeah, home. Ec. So yeah, home egg. The teacher is explaining baking. Uh, it's boring everyone with her talk of yeast. Yep. Frankie is reading a comic book. DB is playing hangman. Eddie is actually paying attention though. Yes, and not only that, but he walks over to Bridget, who you'll remember is the other one in home egg who is good, um, and says hello to Bridget. He has a question for her about the cook off. Yeah. So, have you found your recipe yet, you know, for the, uh, for the cook-off? I'm working on it. Why do you care? Just curious. Uh, do you think people would ever use peanut butter as a primary ingredient? Well, the peanut is the most versatile of the legumes, so why couldn't it be the cornerstone of any sound entry? I'll take that as a yes. Uh, have you ever noticed that when you heat it up just right... And what are you doing? Nothing. We're talking about the cook-off. No, we're not. Yes, we are. She's crazy. Come on, we better get back to... Hey. Is something going on with you guys? Would me and Bridget get real? Hello, standing right here. Sounds to me like someone's really starting to take an interest in this class. No, I'm not. I hate this class. So, so DB, smelling blood in the water. Yeah, a point to be scored. Rushes over. His radar is pinging. Seeing Eddie talk with interest about cooking. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Time to score a point. Time to humiliate my friend Eddie. Eddie there at the end of that clip, screaming, I hate this in in his teacher's face about her class that he chose to be in. And to prove his hatred, he puts his fist in Bridget's batter and smears the batter all over DB. Yeah. And in retaliation, DB does the same to Eddie, setting off a gigantic class-wide food fight. It is apocalyptic. The kids go absolutely feral. The teacher has no authority. Now, full disclosure, when I watched Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, I had stomach flu. And (laughs) so I got pretty unlucky (laughs) in terms of the subject matter Uh and all of the horrible food that I had to look at and all of the slop that I had to see being thrown around. So Mm. possibly I was coming at this with more negativity than I would otherwise, but... Food fights. What the f***? They're not real, right? (laughs) They only happen on TV. Can you imagine anything worse in the world than having a food fight? It would Uh, be awful. It it would be horrible. It would be like... It just... It's like an unconscionable waste of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, there's something quite icky about it in that sense, definitely, as well. Yeah. I think it's just that, like... It's just... It's just imagining the rest of the day, like your t-shirt, like oh my th- God. these kids really go for it. Like imagine your clothes soaked with ketchup and... And like, like whipped cream that in the oh, hot sun starts to go sour. Oh, oh, it's disgusting. Your, your t-shirt all wet and then sort of crusting up as you go through the day. Everyone would it's, smell foul. They're throwing every ingredient they have all over the place. Oh. Um, Bridget is the only one not participating. She says, I bet Martha Stewart never had to put up with this. Yeah, she's which, she's skidding along the floor on her knees. Yeah, uh, which like, I don't know. Martha Stewart did go to prison, so she probably saw. <laughs> they're prob- yeah, they probably have cute food fights in prison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably not cute. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. this one isn't cute. The teacher pokes her head up from like above the parapet. 
She says, I swear a boy is never coming in this class again. And Hannah throws a pie in her face as hard as she can. <laughs> yeah, with like a heavy metal bite in, yeah. breaking her nose. Um, but then food fights in this film, they there's another one. Yeah. This isn't the only food fight in this film. And then after this, where they're cleaning up, Eddie says it's the best food fight he ever had in his life. Ugh. And then DB, the total goblin, says even better than that summer camp soda massacre. And then Frankie says, but what about the ice cream fight at my cousin's sweet 16? And then Hannah says, what about the second great spaghetti melee? How many food fights are these people having? Wait, the second great spaghetti melee? Second grade spaghetti oh, melee. Grade. I thought it was like, man, this wasn't even the first great spaghetti melee. <laughs> Spaghetti melee. How do you- melee. These food Spag- fights are named like Smash Brothers games. <laughs> Super Spaghetti Brothers melee. I can't. Yeah, the the concept of a. Please write in if you've ever been like in an earnest, full throated food fight, full cafeteria, yeah. food fight. And tell me, I never have. Oh, I don't know anyone who has. What an absolute day ruiner. Awful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so they're all cleaning up. They're reminiscing about food fights of the past. Hannah remorsefully says of Bridget that she guessed she shouldn't have blasted her with that egg. Yeah. yeah. Someone says that that was gross. We don't see Bridget at this point, so I don't know what her egg blasted face looks like now. (laughs) You have to imagine that for yourself, listener. (laughs) That Bridget got blasted with it. Not had an egg thrown at her. She got blasted with an egg. She's, yeah, she's... She's been egg blasted now. She's fully blasted. She's got blasted egg face. Uh, you know what else is gross, says Frankie? This. And he points at a big bowl of purple liquid. Yeah, it's slop. It's got chunks of tomato and some kind of leaves, maybe basil floating in it. It looks foul. Yeah, Frankie, of course, puts yeah. some in his mouth. So then then all the kids start like scooping mouthfuls of, of slop. Yeah, just big, big handfuls <sighs> yeah. of purple goo. And, and I, you know, just... Stomach flu. Do you know what? Yeah. Can I read exactly what it says in my notes here? Yeah, go. It says it. it says in my notes, and I'm not joking. patreoncom slash extra helpings. <laughs> it's the least you can do. Imagine, imagine, imagine how I felt. Please give me five dollars. It's the least you can do. <laughs> they, they are that was when I was watching this. I was like, we're better. I'd better see a spike. <laughs> a meaningful spike in numbers. They're dipping oh. their bare hands oh. in this purple goo oh, and like, oh. <laughs> like forcing it into their mouths. It tastes kind of like barbecue oh. sauce, only better, says Hannah. Oh. We've got to find out what was in this, says Eddie, his eyes lighting up. Yeah. Why is it purple? And surely, like, none of this is cooked. It was just a bunch of raw ingredients. No yeah, one was cooking anything. It's probably like, I don't know, soap or like <laughs> something from the cleanup or like, so, it's, like chicken fat. Yeah, it does have like a natural colour. Yeah, some kind of scouring agent. Oh, yeah. At one point, while Bridget's sort of skittering around on her knees, she passes a large unrefrigerated fish. So it's like, <laughs> it's probably maybe it's something to do with that. Yeah, maybe the fish was in it long enough to oh. get its bacteria in there. <laughs> um, but Eddie. So Eddie's like lighting up about this, um, but once again, by being enthusiastic about something, he has exposed his soft underbelly to the ravening wolf that is DB. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who tells him to get a grip. It's just a bowl of purple get sauce. Get a grip. Yeah. And Ed- Eddie says, well, yeah, but... And DB goes, but what? But what? What? But what, Eddie? Eddie? Are you about but- to say something positive about cooking? <laughs> but nothing, I guess, yeah. says Eddie. It's- His hopes once again dash. It is wild. Eddie's like, gang. Again, we- it makes a lot of sense yeah. if this movie was originally... <laughs> 
I don't know, guys. That dog's looking... The dog's looking pretty what, Eddie? <laughs> what, Eddie? No, Think nothing, carefully how you finish yeah, that that's... sentence. <laughs> yeah, that's right, nothing, Eddie. Yeah. Jeez, Eddie. <laughs> Got to keep my head on a swivel with you, Eddie. <laughs> I don't know why you signed us up for dog romance class. I'm not happy about it. Oh, I think it's quite sweet that it's turned into dog romance class. That's nice. Well, okay. <laughs> that's how they get it past the school yeah. board. So Eddie, yeah, so Eddie's like, guys, what's this delicious sauce that we've literally invented here? And they're like, you're a girl for even asking. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you absolute you, you girl. You absolute girl for asking. Uh, <laughs> then, confusingly, we cut to Eddie in his kitchen late at night, and the kitchen is dripping with sauce. But yeah. I think they I think this was maybe like just sort of cut for time or something, which doesn't really happen in a decon very often. But what's happened is Eddie has reverse engineered the purple sauce. He says, Samson... Yeah, it's on the ce- It's on the ceiling. It's on the ceiling. He says, Samson, mm. we have a sauce. Oh, Samson is the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mythical character says, Samson. He says to Samson... Oh, that's, that's, oh, that's great, Eddie. <laughs> I'm in the public domain. You can include me in any film. I'll do tremendous feats of strength. I won't need my long hair with this power. The power that this purple just. <laughs> okay, I've got a few. I've got a few notes from the studio. This, just because Samson is public domain, doesn't mean you have to include him. It's incredible. All these characters from the Bible are public domain. Here comes Hercules. He's going to get involved. Oh, okay, fine. So we cut to baseball. Eddie is, has a jar of the purple sauce in the bleachers. There's a boy called Oliver who's eating it by the handful. Why is everyone eating this sauce with their bare hands still? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's like just sort of like scooping this gunk out. Like one of those little mammals, like with big digging paws. Like that's what he looks like. He's just sort of, yeah, yeah. like digging it out. It's gross. Dad asks what he's doing. Is that the gunk from class? Asks Frankie. Did you make that? Prods <laughs> DB, who I think is actually this movie's worst character. Uh, well, bear in mind, the dad still has a lot of cards to play. That's true. And astonishingly, not to get out too ahead of, of ourselves or do any spoilers or anything, but DB, the literal toxic boy child, is going to have his emotional growth arc completed faster <laughs> yeah. than Eddie's father. <laughs> so um, there's a tense pause and then Hannah steps in with the save. She uh, says, will you guys just chill out? It, oh, my God. Tense pause. It's my mum's recipe she got from a magazine. Dad visibly relaxes, confident his son isn't a woman idiot who makes sauces like a gay. Tense pause does not do justice to it. It is like, <laughs> like everyone freezes and you see dad frozen with horror as his mind computes the scenarios in which his son has cooked something. His son has made some barbecue sauce. Yeah, his son has made barbecue sauce. His son has mixed like ketchup and molasses and Worcester sauce and salt. Yeah. And honestly, when Hannah says this thing about the recipe from her mom, like dad's relief he looks like he just got the all clear on an important scan. It's, it's like, like someone he, cut the strings. He's just like, oh. Yes, he like he shudders with relief. Oh, oh, my God. I thought that Eddie maybe mixed ketchup with two other ingredients. Yeah, but no, he didn't. So it's a new day. So. Life life can go on. Okay. So anyway, maybe, maybe there will still be grandchildren in the offing. Yeah. So anyway, Eddie's up at the plate. Weirdly, this movie never takes the opportunity to make a plate plate pun but fine never occurs to them i'm sure he hits a home run the team wins so that's good at the barbecue afterwards uh dad who is the worst compliments hannah 
He says, you were fantastic today, Hannah. You're really one of the guys. Mm -hmm. The highest praise he can give. Then he tells the other coach that he thinks they can beat the Eagles. Hey, hey Longo, he says. Hey, Longo. (laughs) Hey, Longo, get over here. Longo says, that's not my name. How could it be? (laughs) He's... He says, man, I'd love to beat the Eagles. Yeah. uh, And I'd love to beat that coach of theirs. You know, for all his tough talk, you'll never guess what he does for a living. That's right. A nurse. The other, yeah, the other coach shakes his head and laughs. Gives a rueful chuckle. A rueful chuckle. The camera... (laughs) A bit of man would give medical assistance to anyone. I know. So, yeah. So... No, 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 no. Eddie's dad is the worst villain in TCOM history. He's like, at this barbecue chuckling, he's kind of like, you know what I would really like to base my whole personality on is humiliating a nurse who coaches (laughs) Little League in his spare time. (laughs) And you know why I'd like Uh, to humiliate him? Because he's a nurse. (laughs) And I don't know about you, Longo, but when I think nurse, I think of a woman. So... So yeah, and Longo shakes his head and gives a rueful chuckle. So after after this conversation, the camera pans over to some boys who are doing absolutely nothing, and one of them shakes his head in a sad way. It's this is the weirdest way yeah. of ending the scene. I've got a note here that says, "Then the camera, not really knowing what to do, does yes. a slow zoom on some people's backs." Yes, I've written down. Check if this is something later. <laughs> I think yeah, I think maybe one of the boys is supposed to be reacting to something, but. He doesn't really. It's it's what the boy is reacting to what the coaches say. And it's going to come up again later, but like ages later and it's confusing. <laughs> so, yeah, for all intents and purposes, yeah. this scene ends with the, the men stop talking and then the, then camera, the camera moves towards the spends backs. five seconds zooming in on some boys' backs. <laughs> yeah, like, look at these backs. <laughs> on these backs, I carried the hopes of America. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in his locker at school, Eddie has boxed up some of his sauce yeah. um, to post it to uh, Bobby Flay's house. He's, <laughs> he surreptitiously takes it out of his locker and he, and he runs. He bumps into Bridget and Mrs. Hadley, though. Uh, they are in the process of going over Bridget's recipe for the cook-off. Mm. Bridget has a large annotated folder of her notes and recipes. And Bridget tells Eddie that the recipes have to be precise they have to actually come with a sort of written recipe of what the source is. And at this point, it's yeah, clear that so. his plan was simply to post the competition a context-free vial of purple goo. An unlabeled jar. <laughs> An unlabeled a bright purple. <laughs> They'll assume it's a bomb. It looks like the ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> what it doesn't look is edible, and there's no way anyone would take this. If you, even if you worked at the cook-off and you would be like, well, it's addressed to us at the cook-off, I guess people send us food. So maybe it's yeah. food. You would not take the chance. <laughs> I don't know. That's how all the judges died last year when the, they sent us that poison. Yeah, oh, but yeah. it might not happen this time. That's true. Yeah. This is such a sensible move from the cook-off. Yes. To say, I want I want you to submit a recipe yeah. with all the ingredients you're going to use in the exact proportions you're going to use them. So we know you're not going to poison us. Yeah, we know you're not going to poison us. And also, like, just from a TV production standpoint, it makes sense because this the cook-off is, of course, going to be televised to an audience of hundreds of millions. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, you, you know, you're going to need to know. I mean, they, they never end up actually cooking the thing that they make again. So I don't know why the judges need. You know what? It doesn't matter. Luke, I've been trying to cook um, something. I know, I know, like a girl. And you're just admitting this on the podcast? But yeah, I know. If you could keep it, if you just keep it on the DL, don't tell the fellas. Oh, yeah. don't. Don't tell, you know, uh, Hornston and, and um, Steve, Steve, Stevenson. Hornston's going to blow his top. 
I know. Well, that's why you can't tell Flip him. His but lid. the problem, the problem is, yeah. It, uh, I've. I mean, you can see the kitchen. It's been exploded. It there's has, gunk yeah, there's, everywhere. There's goop dripping from the ceiling, unfortunately. The entire process is so complicated, and I just, I don't know if I can do this every day, to just to eat food. Just to eat food doesn't seem worth it to me. Yeah, I just want to eat food that isn't just berries and nuts I found on the ground. Yeah. And yet, what's the alternative? This? A destroyed, a destroyed blended kitchen? kitchen? I don't think so. If only there was a better way. Well, Andy, there is a better way. I'm talking about Factor. You're joking. I'm talking about Factor. I'm talking about Factor. Well, tell me about it. I'm talking about Factor, Andy. I'm talking about Factor. I'm talking about Factor. Let me tell you about Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. I wish you would. (laughs) Well, well, shut up and I will tell you about Factor. Factor. Where to begin with Factor? Webster's defines Factor as... (laughs) Okay, Factor is a ready-to-eat meal service. It makes eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, you can be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. That's right. Mm. Meals come already ready to eat. And will I have over 35 different options a week to choose from? Because that's a deal breaker. I'm going to need keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie and more. Is that available? Uh, no, that's not going to work. Wait, no, hang on. I've just inspected the ad copy even closer. Yes, it will. And Andy, there's even more than that. You can get over 55 nutrition packed add-ons that will make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So why don't you get started with Factor and have a feel good week of meals ready to go? I'm talking about two minute meals. Two minutes, Andy. Do you have two minutes to spare? Uh, I got one minute and 45 seconds. Okay, well, maybe just cook it halfway. Don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> cook it properly. Let me, let me tell you, it doesn't say that in the ad copy. All right, I'll free up that 15 seconds. <laughs> Good, please do. Yes, Factor have done the maths. They say that it's less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. So if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily, and if you are in the US then do consider signing up to Factor. Why not head to factormeals.com slash momcantcook50 and use code momcantcook50 to get, well, you guessed it, 50% off. 50% off? That's right, yeah. That is is a savings. A full half. So I'm going to go, I'm going to use code momcantcook50 at factormeals.com slash momcantcook50 to get 50% off. And finally, my kitchen will be saved from the tyranny of this blender. Why doesn't it come with a lid? I, I don't know. That they should, um... Oh, no, wait, here it is. Oh, 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 it did come with the lid. Yeah. Well... Should have used that. Should have used that. It's too late now. Gunk everywhere. <laughs> You've been gunked. You better not tell Hornston. You're egg blasted. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Eddie panics. He runs home uh, because he realises all of a sudden that he has to put together a competently yeah. written, accurate recipe, which is not his forte. And what he has now is a loose a <laughs> jar of purple goo that he scraped off his ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> At home, he bumps into his mom, and he is forced to come clean. Mom! I can explain. There's this contest, you know, like on the back of cereal boxes. Like the million-dollar cook-off. The entry form is next to you. It's not what you're thinking. It, it's not some stupid girl thing. I mean, it is mainly girls, but guys can enter too. And it comes with this cash prize and this scholarship to this amazing school. And I don't know if you've ever seen the Food Channel, but like every other person on there is a guy. So I don't know why you're making such a big deal out of this. Okay. I don't think I'm the one who's making a big deal out of it. Why is this so important to you? I don't know. It's not. Hey, maybe if I win, it won't matter if I like to do it. Who says you have to win? 
So that's it? That's what this is all about? You like to cook? It's just some dumb idea. Can we please just forget about it? And deprive the world of Eddie's incredible edible barbecue sauce? Okay, but you can't tell Dad. Or Alex and Andy. I can't lie to your father. I really think he would understand No, if he you'd... wouldn't. And you know he wouldn't. Well, maybe he would. Okay, maybe he wouldn't. <laughs> I think my note here does say, Mom, I can explain, says Eddie, like she just walked in on him f***ing the dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, this... <laughs> This is the point where the parallel falls apart because mom is pretty <laughs> chill. <laughs> Mom's like, no, no, I actually think this is fine. You know, my grandmother taught me. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So, um, <laughs> one thing I, I like... I love that she wants to call it Eddie's incredible edible barbecue sauce. <laughs> edible, you say? <laughs> well, well... <laughs> Well, well, <laughs> if you say it's edible, why would you say edible if it wasn't edible? <laughs> I also like in this chat, Eddie pointing out to his mom that actually the upper echelons of the culinary industry are male dominated. So it's fine. <laughs> so it's fine that all of the Food Network's top stars are men. Yeah. And mom's like, oh, yeah, actually, good point. Yes, it is yeah, a male dominated so, industry. So yeah. actually, it's fine. Um, but yeah, mom is, mom is nice and she's chill. And she, unsurprisingly is just delighted to find that Eddie is is good at something and has passion for something and is, mm-hmm. is so keen to support him. So they post off his submission with her help. Yeah, we cut to class. Someone puts a gelatin dessert on Bridget's seat. She sits on it. Um, it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, we cut to baseball. Hannah changes out of her cheerleading outfit into a baseball outfit. So that's still going on in the background, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Somewhere there's another it. decom happening. That is- yeah. <laughs> That is that probably more enjoyable a better one yeah um i feel a bit sorry for bridget i think this was the point where i was like the point where they're like placing jelly under her so she sort of yeah. sits on it it's like i know like bridget's kind of rude in fact she's very rude but she like, gets relentlessly bullied throughout this just for being good at cooking but she, yeah like she's not i mean she's like short with people yeah. but not in a, she's not vindictive or anything no and like being passionate about cooking is exactly what they all come to cheer eddie at the end for so. it is yeah it is yeah bridget gets the short end of the but stick, eddie's so a boy fine so yeah. yeah it's special um so yeah eddie's sort of checking the post um at home as well because he's so excited to see if he's made it in back oh, at yeah. the baseball the team win again uh dad and coach longo hug delightedly uh then they realize if this hug goes on any longer they might become gay yeah. so they stop they stop they do gay panic and stop doing that yeah okay back at home ec mrs hadley has just got off the phone with the cook-off folks yeah huge news bridget is in the finals bridget's like yay me and everyone else sort of like slow claps eddie looks sad but then mrs hadley drops the bombshell the other finalist is eddie ogden (gasps) and eddie cannot stop himself from cheering aloud yeah everyone sort of crowds around him excitedly but db db just stares at him and walks towards him slowly like something out of the sopranos yeah (laughs) that's right um yeah he's so mad he looks like he can't believe this betrayal he looks he he kind of has this steely look in his eyes like glaring daggers over eddie (laughs) like the teacher just announced that eddie and his his dog will be getting married so so eddie runs after db he says it was just a joke db says that jokes are funnier when you share them with your friends Mm. uh anyway under pressure eddie admits to db and frankie that okay he doesn't hate home ec in fact he likes making something from nothing he likes doing something that no one's ever done before and db is mollified just 
just. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he points out that Eddie's dad will react very badly to this finalist news. Yeah. Eddie shouts, my dad! And runs for home. So he runs home. He opens the mailbox. There's nothing in it. And so he smiles. Thank God. Because um, he thinks, okay, my secret is still safe. Yeah, the cook-off he runs and accidentally outed him as a kitchen liker in the mail. <laughs> so he runs inside and his brothers brutally yeah. slam him. They say, oh, Edwina's home. Are you Edwina. looking for this, Edwina? Yeah. They say they have a certificate saying that he's qualified for the cook-off. Eddie tries to catch it off them, tries to rip it out of their hands, but it gets torn in half. Yeah, uh, his nice certificate. certificate's torn. Um, then Dad descends the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> he dismisses the other boys. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he rounds on Eddie yeah. and he says, your home ec teacher called to share in our excitement, mm. each word dripping with poison. Yeah, he's like, so he's like WCF is this, is this cook-off. Mum comes in, finds out that Eddie won, and she is supportive and, and pleased. Yeah. Let, you know what? Let's hear this conversation. What's going on? Uh, I got into the cook-off. Oh, honey, that's great. Congratulations. Obviously, this isn't coming as a big surprise to you. No, not really. I mean, his recipe was really good. <laughs> Eddie, is there some reason you told your mother and not me? I'm sorry I didn't tell you. I guess I was just afraid. I don't know what I was afraid of. I think we all know what you were afraid of. Okay, fine. Clearly, I have no idea what's going on around here anymore. You think you can handle it? More power to you. Eddie, is there some reason you told your mother and not me? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think probably, of anything. Yeah, probably the way you would have reacted, which <laughs> yeah, pro- is this. Probably, probably like this. I wish, listener, that you could see the dad in this scene. His head swivels smoothly from Eddie to mom and back again, with his eyes narrowed like a sort of robot owl. <laughs> like, a ter- like a Terminator yes! tar- switching between targets. Yes, this is how... Imagine how the Terminator scans a room of bikers. That, that's how this, that's how this dad observes his family. It's like... <laughs> Scanning weaknesses, <laughs> likes cooking, likes cooking, weaknesses, girl. D- like- <laughs> Throws like a girl. <laughs> yeah. So, so, man, it's, oh God, he's awful. It's, oh, he is. Okay, I take it. DB is awful, but the dad is worse. The dad is, yeah, it just weapons grade. He, he makes Ooh. the motocross dad look like Greta Thunberg or something. It's like... <laughs> So, when Dad says, more power to you, Eddie, what he's referring to is handling the crushing weight of being a boy who everyone knows likes cooking. Uh, Because in in a montage, we now see he is a total pariah at school. Yeah, a school-wide announcement is made that Eddie is the only boy to have qualified for the bake-off, the cook-off. Yeah. Um, They say, oh, and I guess also Bridget qualified. They get her name wrong. She is... Humiliated. Annoyed about that. In the lunchroom, Eddie is just being destroyed. Yeah. There's a group of girls who specifically have banded together to just follow him around, pointing and laughing at him. Yeah. Uh, he, he shuffles to a filthy table alone. <laughs> Cheerleaders call over to him. Hey, Eddie, want to try out? Yep. Crowds of teens part like the Red Sea when he walks near them. Although some boys, big strong boys, just walk into him to hurt yeah. him. Someone just someone bumps his shoulder, just praying for an excuse to kill him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is the point where I've noticed. I think maybe this. Now look, I was a boy. I was in. A, I was in the playground 
at this time, I feel that toxic masculinity. It was and is awful. But I think yeah. I think the movie is somewhat stretching the premise at yeah. this point. Imagine the the shaming of Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Is essentially what Eddie's going through here because yeah. he made a nice barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah, and everyone agreed it was delicious. <laughs> So, and like people are like bumping into just give just give me a reason, Eddie. <laughs> give me a reason. Take a swing, Eddie. Give me an excuse. <laughs> so, so Hannah, however, <laughs> is nice and supportive. She says that His people are friend. idiots. Yeah, only Hannah is nice to him. Uh, but oh no! Now Mrs. Hadley leans out the home ec door and shouts loudly across the whole school. Eddie, get in here! We've got some serious cook-off training to do. Oh no! Yeah, everyone loses it yeah they can't believe how funny this is that eddie would will cook now yeah so uh, in home ec class eddie cannot crack an egg we find out he's like who cares but mrs hadley tells him that the cook-off is all about technical mastery and there's a lot of skills he lacks she says your days of self-indulgent creativity are over and that for the next month eddie and bridget because bridges is also here will be eating breathing and sleeping home ec yeah the teacher is sort of pinning her um hopes of faded glory onto these two because she was a finalist in this in the past yes yes she's quite she's nice though we like mrs Hatch. she is nice she is nice. Uh, then db storms into this room uninvited uh with a baseball saying hey, eddie you coming and eddie looking at mrs hadley and his responsibilities and his lack of culinary skill says no i'm not coming and db says whatever and storms out yeah. the teacher goes back to teaching how to crack an egg with one hand which this film treats as if it's the sort of essential cookery skill that everyone needs to know yeah it's it isn't it weird so, yeah just do it, just do it with two whatever. hands and then you'll yeah it's fine <laughs> so, so at home um eddie is watching um iron chef bobby flay on tv and sort of smiling wist wistfully to himself um he switches over to the baseball when his dad walks in yeah of course um yeah um we get it's another little montage we see eddie becoming cooking proficient he's peeling pears he's butchering chickens yeah he's he's losing he's losing games of baseball with his lack of focus yeah his foot isn't touching the plate properly yeah it's touching it a bit but not enough yeah and that's bad and in fact after one of these bad games uh db confronts him and says that he is not giving the game his all yeah um he seems to blame eddie even though Eddie is better than all of the rest of the team put together. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sort of narrative problem with this movie is that like <laughs> Eddie could cook and play baseball and what's anyone going to say about it? Because yeah. the team needs him badly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, DB rants at him. He says it's weird that he likes to cook instead of playing baseball. What would you think if I suddenly started playing with dolls? And then Frankie drops the bombshell that DB did used to like that. Yeah. And three times he bought his sister's Barbie to show and tell in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. So DB slinks off shamed. Yeah. Completely shamed. And Frankie leaves as well. Eddie is dejected. What is his place in the world? What was he made for? He doesn't know. <laughs> we don't In Home Ec, we see Eddie doing uh, a good souffle that makes him late yeah. for a baseball game. When he gets there, they're losing by a lot. Eddie's like, yeah. no worries, gang. I got this. Um, but Dad puts someone else in and says, Eddie, you showed up late. You're out of this game. 
Yeah. He does this dispassionately like a robot owl. <laughs> <laughs> the robot owl brutally hoots the news. <laughs> he you says, what? You're out the game. <laughs> what? Can't you make an exception, says Eddie? And then the robot owl says, Longo, is there a souffle exception? His words dripping with poison. Yeah. Nope, just one for apple pie, says Longo confusingly. <laughs> yeah, that is Maybe weird. you should have coached the rest of the kids better, Dad, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Anyway, this the boy that he puts in gets struck out and the team loses. I know that obviously the dad is passionate about the sport of baseball and presumably he's thinking that Eddie could go on to some kind of full scholarship of like if he's that good, right? Yeah. But like if Eddie wins the cook-off, he gets a full scholarship to culinary school. Like it's a massive deal. Do you know how much Guy Fieri's last Food Network TV deal was for? No. Three-year deal. Three-year deal. $80 million. So, oh. so, I mean, I know you make good money in Major League Baseball, but how long can you play that for? Yeah. 10 years? Good point. Good point. I mean, Bobby Flay's still on the Food Network. Yeah. Yeah. This film was made 21 years ago. Yeah. And you don't have to run around. Yeah. Yeah. Just eat nice food. Exactly. Also, what kind of, like, actual demon doesn't want a child in the house who loves to cook good food. Can you imagine? Yeah. It'd be like, it'd be like having a live-in chef. But like, like, Oh, what's for dinner, son? Oh, I made a, I made a cheese souffle that tastes like a cheese-flavoured cloud. Don't mind The best if I thing do. you've ever eaten. Well, oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll have it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but, Dad, I am seriously looking for notes. So if you could give me feedback. Well, oh, there's very little to criticise. Um, mm. I feel like when you made this last week, you used slightly less butter and weirdly that made it uh, i don't know like obviously there's a trade-off in saltiness but it was more fluffy okay thanks dad mm. i love you i love you son yeah. what's for yeah. what's for dessert <laughs> like yeah. who doesn't want this i've who been having a nice time this? at the culinary institute <laughs> i assume we'll be playing baseball this weekend because it turns out you can do both <laughs> yep it shouldn't be a problem yeah <laughs> great Let's enjoy let's enjoy both things. Let's enjoy each other's company. So, at school, <laughs> um DB has crunched the numbers. He's talking to Frankie and Eddie. They are, the team mm. only needs to win one more game to get yeah, to even though they lost that that game <laughs> yeah. and their previous game <laughs> and the games before that. If they All win, they need to do is win their next game. Yeah. If they win the next game, then they get to play the Eagles. Yeah. Um but DB puts it to Eddie, what will you do on the 15th? Because uh-oh, in a Wendy Wu-style calendar clash, it turns out that the day that they are, would play the Eagles mm-hmm. is also the day of the million-dollar cook-off. That's right, dun, featuring dun, dun. Bobby Flay. Yeah. Eddie looks over at the poster for it. It's been vandalised to make Eddie look like a girl and someone has written loser on his forehead. <laughs> a totally normal reaction to a student making a batch of barbecue sauce. So, so what's it going to be, demands DB, teeth bared. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought, he says, not even waiting for a response. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go and sit with the girls, says DB. You can swap recipes. DB, who has gone insane, <laughs> I think. DB and Eddie start sort of pushing and shoving each other. It descends into blind, ugly violence and then another <laughs> cafeteria-wide food fight. <laughs> this is, I mean, this this this. This involves maybe like three dozen children. It is just absolutely foul. <laughs> this school is getting shut down. It's disgusting. I'm sorry, I'm taking my children out of this school where they have a food fight every two days. I would take my children... They come home reeking of sour oh, milk. Oh my God, none of these little f- are sitting in the back of my car on the way home. <laughs> absolutely not. 
there, no, sorry, I thought I'd try a different uh, school. What what was my issue? Well, it was the fact that my child came home covered in rancid food every day. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fact that I couldn't let them in my car at the pickup. I had to make them <laughs> to walk. hose them down in the garden. I had to make them walk five miles home in the hot sun with seagulls <laughs> pecking at their ketchup hair. To hose my daughter down in the forecourt of a gas station. <laughs> yeah. Every afternoon. <laughs> because apparently you have food fights two or three times a week. <laughs> so in the midst of all this carnage, Eddie quits the baseball team. Yeah, while punching DVD hard in the face, yeah. he announces that he's quitting the team. Uh, so... Uh, the note I've got here is that if Eddie would just watch FX is the bear, he'd know that truly great cooking can only come from a place of staggering emotional pain. So, <laughs> so good. Consider yeah. that this is making him a better chef. So back in the home ec class, the teacher is trying to get Eddie to, to focus, um, but he's hating it. He rants about how julienning is a total waste of time. Carrots are carrots. And then he, he starts saying he hates not having any friends. He hates that his dad can barely look at him. Uh, and his brothers tease him. Yeah. He says, my dad can barely look at me because I'm in this cook-off. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's sick of it. Teacher says, you may hate all of these things now, but deep down you love cooking even more. Don't talk yourself out of doing this. And then he says, no, I'm done. And he storms. I'm going back to where I'm supposed to be. And he storms out. So first he quit baseball. And now he's immediately afterwards quit cooking and gone back to baseball. Bridget says, do you think that's why everyone makes fun of me? Because I love to cook. No, there are plenty of other reasons, says (laughs) Says Mrs. Hadley to Bridget. (laughs) Once again, Bridget gets brutally slammed. (laughs) Poor Bridget. For no reason. So at the baseball match, Coach Dad is psyching up the team before the game against the Cougars. If they win, they get to play the Mighty Eagles. But before the game starts, he finally pushes the team too far with his (laughs) non-stop BS. (laughs) The Cougar third baseman, he can catch anything, but he throws like a real girl. He can barely get it to first. I throw like a girl. What? I throw like a girl because I am a girl. Hannah throws like a girl too. She's just good at it. Kimberly, that, that's not what I meant. Why is it a compliment every time you say I run like a boy, but an insult when you say I run like a girl? Can I just be a good runner or a bad runner? You are a bad runner. I know that. Everyone knows that. But it's not because I'm a girl. It's because I'm an uncoordinated dork, like Marcus and Jordan. Hey. The Cougars third baseman can't throw. Period. there aren't any more unresolved issues. My dad's a nurse. What? You made fun of the Eagles coach for being a nurse. Uh, Oliver, I- I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything. He saves people's lives. My father's a florist. And why do I have to be one of the guys? Can't I just be part of the team? Andy, do you have any thoughts on this scene? Um, yeah, I think <laughs> I think it should have ended with him all beating his ass. <laughs> but but this, I will take this as a sort of second place prize. My thoughts on this scene is that in any other movie this would happen with 10 minutes to go and it would be the emotional turnaround that prompts eddie's dad to do a run to the airport style run to the cook-off run to the cook-off like change of heart like oh my god i have to go support my son however such a weapons grade prick is eddie's dad (laughs) that they have to start hammering on that wall We're at the halfway point of the movie and all of the children are telling him he's wrong. (laughs) But then Eddie sort of turns up and is like, I'm back into baseball. And he's like, great. 
Great. Now to not think about what just happened. Great. I knew it. Boys do baseball. Girls do cooking. Yeah. No need to think any harder. Longo explains that his dad was a hairdresser. Yeah. A man hairdresser. (laughs) Can you imagine it? Can you imagine it? Yeah. So anyway, with Eddie's focus and attention back on baseball, the Groundhogs win. They're going to the playoffs and they all cheer for Eddie. Um, Back at the house, there's another big sort of barbecue party. DB tells Eddie, good game. And then the doorbell rings. It's Mrs. Hadley. Someone wants her apron back, taunts DB. (laughs) Who He needs punching, honestly. (laughs) I mean, he's been punched. Yeah, he's he's punching punching again. again. So the teacher has come to try and convince Eddie to be in the cook-off. Yeah. Um, Eddie explains that it's the big game and he's not going to let his team down. Oh, wait, hang on, Mrs. hang on. Um, I just, just one little note at the start of this like little family meeting with Mrs. Hadley. She's bought cookies. Dad refuses one. <laughs> <laughs> he, he won't eat anything prepped by a woman. He won't eat anything. <laughs> and yet he won't <laughs> allow yeah, he men won't, to cook. He won't let men cook. Dad is raked thin and on the brink of death. It's like a Greek mythology (laughs) punishment. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, so Eddie says... Eddie says that he he can't do the cook-off because the, the Groundhogs are in the playoffs... And he, he has to be there for the team. Dad taps his son proudly on the shoulder and grins at this. Mrs. Hadley, hearing that the only thing holding Eddie back is a baseball game, says, oh, is that all? Yeah. And Eddie says, it's the biggest game of the year and everybody's counting on me. He's not going to let his team down, says Dad. Just himself, says Mrs. Hadley. Yeah. Eddie says, you've got Bridget, she'll be great. And Mrs. Hadley says, oh, f- Bridget. She has, she has no passion, no instinct. This is, this is, this is, this is nuts. Bridget's not even here. We're just like yeah. laying. Mrs. Hadley says she can whisk till the cows come home, but she has no passion. She has no instinct. Bridget yeah. is talented. We've seen her cook. She lives, breathes, and sleeps cooking. She works unbelievably hard. The only difference is that she's not a special boy like Eddie. <laughs> so she doesn't get to have the cook-off film. Bridget's food doesn't get scraped off the ceiling no. before being served to you. Here's Bridget annotating all of her notes. But when Eddie does it, everyone's like, wow, Eddie did it. And he, he's a boy. So it's like... So, so it's yeah. doubly good. Doubly, yeah. doubly super, super special. I, feel, she, I really feel for Bridget. I know. Bridget's safe space is cooking. And Eddie's just like, hey, I'm here now. I'm doing it badly and disruptively. And... Suddenly yeah. all my friends are here putting jelly on your chair. Yeah, I've sprayed sauce all over the wall and everyone says it's the best sauce they've ever had. <laughs> Bobby Flay is giving me a big thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's so that's Bridget. Um Mrs. Hadley says, Eddie, you you are a natural. This is what you were mm. born to do. She says that yes, that maybe was melodramatic, but that's what you get for practicing a speech in front of your cats, which is cute. Yeah. She's dismissed by the family. Yeah. Before she goes, Eddie identifies ginger in the cookies. Yeah, yeah. That mum compliments the cookies and in sync, Eddie and Mrs. Hadley both say it's the ginger. She says, you see, he is ultra instinct cooking mode. Exactly. Not like that POS Bridget. (laughs) You look like Bridget, I hate her so much. I'm planning on poisoning her at the cook-off. As she leaves at the door, Mrs. Hadley makes one last appeal. Thanks for coming, Miss Hadley. Eddie, could you do me just one favour? Sleep on it. Don't make your final decision till tomorrow. Please, just promise me. I promise. But uh, if I know my son, I wouldn't count on it. (laughs) Well, I'm sure nobody knows him better than you. It's worth noting that through this whole scene... Dad has his hands on Eddie almost constantly, like protectively. <laughs> like he might bolt out of the room and start whipping up a omelette. Yeah, start doing girl things. He has to sort of like be ready to cover Eddie's mouth and nose in case girl <laughs> particles get in. 
I'm going to put him out for a bit. Yeah. Girl particles are getting in. <laughs> so in his room, Eddie is lying in bed, staring at the ceiling. His room is all baseball, but then he sees Chef White's on his on his desk. Mm. He goes downstairs. You can see the tops of all of the walls in his kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I think this is one of those things where it was originally in a 4-3 aspect ratio and now it's been, it's been changed to a 16-9 and you can, you can see very clearly it's a set. It would explain how he's able to do all of this noisy late night cooking if his parents are sort of floating in another dimension above him. <laughs> or they're just in the green room at the craft services because this is all taking place on a set, Yeah, as we can see. They're in, they're in dad's trailer. Yeah. Um, so... He opens the fridge and then this sort of like sexy like music starts playing. Sexual funk begins to play. He he got a sexual funk emanates from the fridge. (laughs) He grooves and shimmies around the kitchen. He starts spinning as he cracks eggs. Uh, He looks to be laying down a 2am lasagna. He's layering in... He's making fresh pasta, I think. Yeah, yeah, um, I mean... 2am, I can't imagine a worse thing. He's, he makes a gigantic pasta bake. He layers in yeah. aubergines and like mozzarella and cheddar. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just like a big... A 3am lasagna. He takes a big bite big of it lasagna. and it crunches. Yeah. And then he goes, it's good. It's good. What's crunching in your lasagna, Eddie? <laughs> bones. Little bones. <laughs> Little tiny bones. Dad rounds the stairs and he looks like someone just walked over his grave. Yeah. Uh, Eddie doesn't see Dad watching him. Daddy just regards him coolly. Mm. Uh, he sees him. He sees it. He sees his son loving food and being emotionally distraught. Yeah. and then Staring I, forlornly at his torn certificate. And then, I guess, goes back to bed. Yep. He observes it for a while, then he goes back upstairs. Yeah. Nice parenting, dick. Next day, the cook-off is underway. Yeah, Eddie walks into the cook-off, which is full of chefs juggling. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's like a feast for the senses. Eddie's there. He's he's wearing his baseball um, gear. He sees grown culinary professionals from all over the world displaying their skills at stands. It's kind of like a food expo. Is the sort of thing like the, yeah. the vibe? And OMG, who's this on the show floor being filmed with a camera? It's Bobby Flay. It's Iron Chef Bobby Flay. He's speaking to camera. He says, "Today, eight finalists will tantalise us with spectacular dishes." Eddie walks towards him, hypnotised from a direction that is definitely going to appear in shot. <laughs> like, I mean, nailed on 100%. When this goes out on TV, there is a sort of agape Eddie kind of just like sort of <laughs> staring down the barrel in the background. Bobby Flay is the Food Network star who I think um, tried to strong arm the Food Network into paying him more than Guy Fieri, but they wouldn't. Really? Yeah, he said he wouldn't be re-signing with Food Network and then the next month they announced that he had re-signed with Food Network because his bluff hadn't worked. Oh, yeah. The Fieri Gambit. Yeah. But he he was yeah, he was one of the um the Iron Chefs on that season that I watched that was really good. Um never much a fan. He 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 upset Iron Chef Morimoto by jumping up onto his table and standing on his cutting board. What? I know. And Iron Chef Morimoto said that to chefs their cutting boards are sacred and Bobby Flay is not a chef. <gasps> Did I he know. really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I know. I should watch Iron Chef. Yeah. That's amazing. Pretty strong stuff. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay, okay. So Eddie heads to the cook-off auditorium. Mm-hmm. Eight gleaming workstations are laid out in an arena. Yeah, there's a whole station set up for him with his name yeah, on it. Yeah, it's got his name embossed on it. And then who should say hello? But TV's Bobby Flay. Iron Chef Flay walks up. Eddie Ogden. Yeah. Welcome, but uh, you better hustle and get yourself set up here. Oh, I'm not staying. I just I just kind of wanted to see everything. It's so cool. What do, what do you mean you're not staying? Oh, I've got a game. It's kind of hard to explain. You know, people are counting on me and my dad is... 
I think I get it. Well, good luck. You'll be missed. Thanks. See ya. Hey, how do you crack an egg with one hand? <laughs> you stick around and I'll show you how. I'm gonna be late. See ya. Now, I don't know much. I don't know anything about Bobby Flay, if he's a nice guy or not. But the energy he has in this movie yeah. is of someone who is a colossal asshole <laughs> pretending to be nice for a movie. <laughs> well, uh, again, I know nothing about Bobby Flay whatsoever. Me but, either, but me But to either. be fair, Bobby Flay's not an actor. To me, the energy is not an actor in a film. <laughs> not yeah. an actor, but doing lines and doing a scene. Like, that's the vibe that I get from this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so basically Eddie leaves. He, he goes and Bobby Flay is, of course, disappointed because, sure, he wants to see another boy at the very top of <laughs> the culinary industry. Yeah, sure, he wants to see another man break into the male-dominated world of Food Network stars. Yeah, but uh, I guess not this year. <laughs> so <laughs> at the baseball game, Eddie is late. Dad is raging at his wife. Why are you blaming me, she says. I don't know who he is anymore, screams Dad. He doesn't tell me anything, Mum retorts. He doesn't tell you, or he's telling you things you just don't want to hear. But, yeah. saved by the bell, again, Eddie arrives. Yes, says the dad, and does a fist bump, <laughs> and he looks triumphantly at his wife. Because yeah. his dreams of humiliating a nurse who coaches Little League have just been ignited once more. <laughs> You made the right decision. Now let's go get him, he says. When he says you made the right decision, he clutches Eddie's face <laughs> with both his hands. It's like he's like a bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> the flesh is white where his fingers dig in. <laughs> Eddie. He's so the worst. Eddie is friendly with DB, the boy who wanted to kill him for following his dreams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, a baseball game happens. Eddie's foot is on the plate properly this time. Yes. Um, it's going well. The baseman tries to mock him about cooking, but he socks a dinger. <laughs> yeah, he sl slams it home. Yeah. We cut back to the cook-off, which Frankie is watching on a portable TV in the dugout. Yeah, like Iron Chef, the cook-off has secret ingredients, which yes. Iron Chef Flay explains. Yeah. You're going to have to use chocolate, chicken, lemons and red hot chilli peppers. <laughs> the other thing that's odd about this bit of TV broadcast is that it starts with Bobby Flay saying, we're just seconds away from seeing these eight, well, actually seven young chefs in action. And then for some reason, the camera zooms and lingers on Eddie's empty station as if you wouldn't <laughs> simply just tidy that away when you find out he wasn't attending. Like that's drama. They're, assu they're assuming drama? he's going to. He's not going to show up. He's going to sprint in and kick everyone's cakes apart. If someone had to drop out of the Bake Off before it began, they wouldn't have an empty station <laughs> and be like, "Well, time to meet our fourteen. No wait, thirteen contestants." I can't imagine a better way to get me to tune in. I'd be like, "Oh hell, something's happening with that empty station." Yeah, okay. To the be Phantom Baker is going to run yeah. in in the yeah. <laughs> with a gatto. However, this camera zooming in on like an empty station which to me just suggests hey this cook-off is not popular <laughs> like like the one of the contestants <laughs> well, didn't bother to turn one up. of the contestants, <laughs> the contestants didn't come this, well, this shot also catches the seating in the arena which is about 40% full <laughs> there's like a, <laughs> also hang on so okay it's the so so if you win this thing that's being televised yeah. 
you get a small cash prize. You get well, you get a mil, you get a small cash prize and a million dollar worth of scholarship. No, no, you don't get a. They give out a million dollars worth of scholarships. Okay. I think they do a bunch of these around the country. Right, perhaps. right, okay. So this is like a sort of hyper local. Yeah, but Bobby, Bobby Flay's Flay has doing gone another to for one of these tomorrow over on the yeah, East yeah, yeah. Coast. Okay. Bringing his Southwest flavors to <laughs> Vermont or something. I don't know. Fine. But imagine if, imagine if, right, on the Bake Off, yeah. they were like, okay, everyone, take your stations. They all have your names above them. Yeah. And there was one extra station that no one went to. And above it, the sign just said, the evil baker. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, who goes here? And they're like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Sorry, we, we meant to we meant to get rid of that. Can we can we get rid of that? Can we get rid of that? Apparently we can't get rid of it. It's okay, it's, yeah. it's fine. Uh, don't just pretend don't you let see it. it. We're gonna don't get... let it bother you. Yeah. Don't look over lingeringly at Some it. Some producers come in and, and cover up the writing with white gaffer tape. It only draws more attention. <laughs> don't uh don't even worry about that. It won't come into play anytime yeah. soon. Halfway through, um they, they step out. Noel isn't there. No one acknowledges Noel. The bakers look nervously at each other. Thought Noel would be in this bit. Is Noel not going to no. be okay? Um, Noel's no. Yeah, we'd rather we'd rather you didn't talk about Noel. No one will mention Noel. Yeah, just carry carry on. They're baking, and through those little sort of plastic windows that they have in the tent, they can just like distantly see a police cordon being set up. <laughs> Somewhere. They're outside doing their vox pops, and they can see a shadowy figure clad in black <laughs> yeah. at, the, at the station. Yeah, but because it, because it's like plastic windows, they can't really make out. Yeah, exactly. In- they rush in; it's gone. <laughs> Increasingly, few producers are talking in urgent tones, but when you go over to them, they turn around and smile. So yeah, I just think I think it's a good idea to keep Eddie's yeah. station set up yeah, for the drama. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, yeah. so. As the cook-off kicks off, uh, Eddie gets out in his baseball game. His head is not in this game. The dad yells at him, obviously. Yeah, Frankie says that uh, it's cool that Eddie's name was on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and DB says if it's that cool, he'd be there. But uh, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, just, Eddie can't focus. And I think part of that is the fact that Frankie is loudly watching the cooking contest he's supposed to be in on a TV six feet away from him. <laughs> yeah, so, well, so DB says that he doesn't think this is helping. Uh, yeah. And Frankie chides DB saying that probably what isn't helping is making Eddie choose between having friends and cooking. The team, without Eddie, do some chat amongst themselves. They do some soul searching. Yeah. And they decide if Eddie loves cooking, that's what's most important. Uh, DB stands up and tells Eddie this in the most confrontational way possible he's like hey we were talking and we were saying why is it always eddie who has to be good at baseball let us win for a change you jerk yeah we don't want you here you're better off making some pies in your stupid contest yeah but uh but you know but but hey these literal children are completing their emotional arc yeah db can't db can't say eddie you're my friend i care about you and i think this is important to you yeah and you should go and do it he's like you dick get out of here we don't want you here you dick yeah but you know i get it he's a teenage boy and here he is doing the right thing his dad meanwhile is just all stood by experiencing none of this growth yeah then uh kimberly says Eddie, you're not the only one who can hit a ball. And then she goes out and she smashes yeah. home a wicked home run. Yeah, she so- she socks a dinger. Yeah. And she drops the bat with a sassy sort of C. Yeah. And then does an uncoordinated run. Um, yeah, Eddie's Eddie's leaving. Um, but, he should have an hour and a half left, he thinks, if he goes now. But he has one more obstacle to clear. One more dragon to slay. One more dragon to slay. Because while these while the literal children have found the emotional maturity to not care if he cooks, his, <laughs> his dad just isn't there yet. So what? 
That's it? You're quitting? No, I'm not quitting. I'm starting. You wouldn't understand. I gotta go. You'll get there quicker if I drive you. Thanks. Eddie! <laughs> Good thing Nigo's coach is a nurse, because I think this dragon's gonna need one. So, Mom has picked a side. Yep. And it's the side that's going to become a famous TV chef. <laughs> yeah, it's the side that's going to get an $80 million contract from the Food Network. Yeah, nice one, Mum. At home, Eddie's brother sits down with a sandwich. He turns on TV. What does he see? It's the cook-off. That's right, Eddie's on TV running in. <gasps> this is no fair, says Bridget. Um, I don't know, probably correctly. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Flay, Iron Chef Flay, says there's only an hour and three minutes left. I can do it, says Eddie. And he's running around doing things to chickens. Yeah, we see furious scenes of Eddie grabbing a whole raw chicken from the fridge. If you've got less than the full time, maybe don't. Yep. Maybe not the chicken. <laughs> maybe not anything that could cause food you've poisoning. Only got an hour and if you've only got an hour and three minutes left. Wow, that's super tight for time. I wanted more time. Okay, time to do a whole chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we're doing chicken sashimi. Maybe time to. <laughs> I would maybe leave the chicken alone. No, he has to yeah. use chicken, doesn't he? It's one of the secret ingredients. One of the secret ingredients. It's so a, we get yeah. we get kind of interlayered montage now of the cook-off and the groundhogs game. Yeah. They're behind six to four. Hannah socks a dinger. Frankie socks a dinger. It's six five. Eddie's running around with peppers. He puts some plain unseasoned chicken in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably not going to be very good. We see him pulling an on-fire pie from the oven. It collapses a flame under his knife. <laughs> I mean, he's just spent a month of intensive cooking training and he just burned a pie. Yeah. Well, just... It didn't burn it, he set fire to it. <laughs> set fire to it, really burned it, yeah. Uh, back in, back the, in game... the game, everyone is too engrossed in the cook-off to play baseball. Yeah. Dad calls Hannah over. He says, you're the man, I'm girl. I'm... He's still, I mean, he's... He's, he's done nothing. He's grown nothing. Yeah. He's learned nothing. So Hannah prepares to step up and play baseball, but uh-oh. Suddenly she sees nearby <laughs> her mother in a panic. Hannah grabs her girly girl disguise, which is like a sort of pink hoodie, and goes and stands nearby the dugout pretending to cheerlead. She sort of does some weak cheering. Mum walks up. Remember that the mum thinks she's here to cheerlead. Yeah. She doesn't know Hannah's deep secret that she likes baseball. Mum says, you forgot your pom-poms. Uh, Hannah says, uh, thanks. Well, mum, see you at home. It's tense because the crowd is waiting for the next batter, who is Hannah. Yeah. And then, Hannah! Screams the dad, which is helpful. <laughs> thanks, good. Just great to have you continually in the film. Yeah. So mum, she says to her mum, she says, mum, I'm not a cheerleader. I'll never be one. I'm good at baseball, though. And that's what I love doing. And then her mum says, well, Hannah... You're going to need this glove. Hands over her baseball glove and she says, I'm only disappointed that you'd think I wouldn't support you doing something that you love. It's very touching. And then she says, go show your mother what you can do. And the dad's like, oh, boring. Get out here and do some baseball. <laughs> do you know who I feel sorry for? Is God. Putting all, all the consecutive miracles in the dad's proximity while he continues to ignore them. Like, yeah. imagine you're kind of like, oh, like, imagine you're a sort of Christmas carol ghost trying to change dad's mind. And you're like, OK, well, I'll do all. I've engineered all these things so far. I'll have yeah. all of Eddie's peers change their mind and give up their chances of winning the mm. big game just to see their friend do the thing that he loves most. Oh, it, oh wow. That didn't, whoa, didn't seem to work. Take. OK. Um, OK, well, I've been putting Hannah through the exact same yeah. arc. So let's just resolve that arc next to him so he sees how touching. Yeah, we'll, nice we'll, it we'll is. show him an example of positive parenting, like two feet away from him. Yeah. And we'll show how positively that affects it. Oh, man. Man, this isn't. Did we? This isn't working either. Did we already? Did we already have the entire team yell at him that he's a misogynist? 
Yeah, yes, no, we, we did that did. a while ago. Actually, we oh, thought that man, would... we did that at the like forty-five minute mark. <sighs> I guess we could. I guess we could smite him. I think we're going to have to smite him. I think we're going to have to smite. I don't I think we're usually to, like I think to, we're gonna have to smite to his it, genitals. But... Yeah, we're going to have to smite his genitals yeah. all the way off. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. Let me let me go to the the smite closet. I'll pick something nice. Yep. Load up the cannon. Oh, the smite yep. cannon. Yeah, I didn't think it would come to this. <laughs> that guy just MF just didn't want to learn. <laughs> it's a smiting. Yeah, just yeah. endless consecutive miracles happening near the dad that he willfully ignores. So, um to be fair, like very slowly the yeah. cogs were into action. Yeah. This mum is being supportive. The dad looks over at the TV and glacially the point <laughs> sinks into his brain. <laughs> this is like the Homer Simpson dental plan Lisa needs yeah. braces thing. He like he watches yeah. all of Eddie's friends cheering for Eddie. He watches Hannah's mom cheering for Hannah. He looks back and forth between these two things a few more times. His eyes <laughs> narrow. He does complicated maths. He runs through his Terminator menus, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on. Then, the way that he eventually resolves this, he appears to suffer a mental breakdown and he starts verbally <laughs> and physically assaulting the referee. Well, he, he, for some reason, he can't just wander off to go to Eddie. He has to get ejected from the game. So he I mean, I guess he thinks he has to be ejected from the game. Maybe he feels like he can't say that he's going to go do cooking, so he has to... Yeah, he can't go... He's going to, like, yeah. love on his son. Yeah. He has because to be, that would be girly. He or has something. to be. He has to be kicked out the game for physical violence. Yeah, like a man would be. Yeah. So he starts kind of poking the ref, and the ref's like, "Any more of that, and you're out of here." And he keeps doing it, so he's dismissed. Yeah. So at home, the brothers are watching the cook-off yeah. on TV, and what do they see? The dad running into the cook-off Whoa. tournament on TV, and they vomit everywhere. <laughs> he storms the show with the sort of cinematic language of a streaker on the pitch. Dad, what are you doing here? Well, I figure this means so much to you that I must be missing something. So maybe you can show me why it's so important to you. Now? Now? No, not now. Later. Now? I just thought maybe you could use a little help. Well, all I've got is a burnt pie and a bubbling pot of chocolate. So yeah, I could use a lot of help. Okay. So just tell me what to do, coach. Okay. I'll chop these. You crack a couple of those eggs into that bowl. Yeah. If dad wants to help, he should stay the away from the kitchen <laughs> i figured you might be missing i must be missing something so i thought i'd blunder in here while you've got 40 minutes left yeah. and start bothering you i thought i'd waste your time with a big speech and then start putting my yeah. like big unexperienced hands all over the food i thought i'd make this about myself yeah. somehow it should also be mentioned that all the other entrants into this cook-off have helpers eddie has no helpers his mum is sat in the audience watching, yeah, not helping. As is Mrs. Hadley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, so. I don't know why mum isn't helping. Mum isn't helping so that dad can, like, have a have a big moment and be the hero. Yeah. It's so annoying. He's like, well, tell me what to do, coach. Um, Eddie tells him to crack some eggs into a bowl. Uh, and then the dad does a one-handed egg crack. And Eddie's like, so, I love you so much. Like, you stupid girl. <laughs> And Eddie's like, wow. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we see the game and the cook-off continue concurrently. Uh, we see Bridget making her masterpiece. She's slicing what I'm confident is untreated lemon on a thick <laughs> tart with no sauce. Yeah. 
she's screaming at her cooking servants. Um, she seems yeah, she like says, a tyrant in the kitchen. She says, I swear if that meringue doesn't sit up, your life is over to her assistant, which to me indicates that she actually has the brightest future in a professional kitchen environment. That's Yeah, that's true. You know, um, we get a montage bear. of base. is the bear. Yeah, she's, she's covered in tattoos yeah. and... Uh, yeah. Screaming at people. Yeah. Um, we get a montage of baseball and cooking kind of side by side. Um, Eddie tells his dad to put chocolate on peppers. His dad questions his cooking. <laughs> I don't know why. He's like, who ever heard of doing that? And Eddie's... Just do it! Eddie yells he at screams. Him. He screams like FX is the best. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie's dad is like, okay, 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 I'll do it. So Eddie, Eddie has made a mole. It's a sort of chocolate-based Mexican sauce. Yes. So yeah. now things are happening very fast. Eddie's brothers show up at the cook-off and they start chanting, Eddie, Eddie. Dad goes to the fridge. He pulls out the lemon custard that Eddie's made. He says, Eddie, this lemon thing, it's all wobbly and it it hasn't set. Oh no, yeah. there's not enough time. Eddie starts thinking, the final ball of the game is being pitched to DB. If he hits this ball well, then they will win the game. And if he hits it badly, they will lose the game. I do think it's a bit of a misstep that the film continues to show you the baseball match. Like, yeah, who cares? I like, yeah, who cares? Like, yeah, it's it's almost it's like the film doesn't have confidence that you would watch a, a cooking competition, but at this but point, also, the baseball is just distracting. There's like, yeah, the baseball keeps on cutting in when you want to find out what's happening with the yeah, cooking. The team has said we don't care about winning anymore. We want you to win, Eddie. Everyone agrees yeah. they want Eddie to win, but we keep seeing the game. There is a, a nice parallel here where they need to have something with lemon on their plates. Yes, and the custard hasn't set, so instead of just serving it as a sort of lemon pudding, yeah. They decide that instead what Eddie will do is zest some lemon onto his chicken. <laughs> so the dad throws a lemon yeah. like a baseball. And that's juxtaposed with the ball being thrown in the game. Eddie grabs the lemon and he shaves some onto his chicken, completely ruining the flavour profile, I imagine. <laughs> I don't... Okay, unfortunately, I like this movie, but unfortunately the actual food side of things is not good. None of the food looks very appealing in the cook-off. And also it's all really like basic. It's like, oh, I've made a I've made like roast chicken and mashed potatoes and stuff. Well, and also they don't even they don't like show you any of the food or they don't have a like they have a bit where they show people tasting the food, but you don't see it. Yeah. And you don't hear their comments. Yeah. So, like, so which is yeah. like the bit that you watch cooking shows for, right? It's like Oh, the finished product. Yeah. D- I don't even know what Bridget made. She she put some lemons raw lemon on top of a yeah, on piece of, of pastry onto like six inches of pastry yeah for a film that is entire like almost entirely about cooking yeah this film doesn't seem to like cooking or want to show you it, it is a shame that the cooking is not good also the idea that eddie's like lemon custard that didn't set is entirely yeah. optional eddie goes through he's only when he arrives he's got an hour and three minutes left right yeah and he goes through like so many things that turn out to be like, oh well, does lemon custard well that was optional? Like there should be He made a whole chocolate cake that caught fire. Yeah, there's there should be there's no room for there's no room for error. Like you would have to serve the custard unset and be like, well, yeah. it's the, it's this or nothing, you know? Yeah, it's a it's a pudding or something. Yeah, it's like, it. oh I'll just grate I'll just grate some lemon on this chicken. <laughs> I'll grate some some lemon on this bag of Cheetos. <laughs> Oh my god, this flavour profile is amazing. <laughs> well, Eddie, it doesn't taste good, but you are the only boy, so how does eight million for a three-year deal sound? First prize. <laughs> um, okay. So DB hit the ball, but it didn't go anywhere. Uh, then some confusing baseball stuff happens, which I don't know seems illegal. Someone gets kicked. The game is all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I bless you, Andy. I didn't even bother. They win. They, they they win the game. DB does a win. There's a there's a thing which I've seen like in other baseball 
media. Oh, where you like, run and then you movies. have to run back the other way. Where, where someone they're throwing the ball back between the two bases and the and the person's trapped in the middle. Yeah, and that's the thing in baseball, I, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But but look, DB does a good job. He does a good baseball, and they win. Yeah. Um, we see the tasting of the match concurrently, and then Bobby Flay steps up to praise all the contestants and announce the winner. And the winner is Bridget Simmons. That's right. Eddie didn't win. He looks dejected. The crowd go nuts. Bridget embraces Bobby Flay and grabs her trophy. Yeah. Tears well in Eddie's eyes. Eddie's eyes are red with tears. He's literally crying. Dad says, Eddie, I'm sorry. Maybe realising that he showed up with half the time and no help and months of yeah. abuse. <laughs> Started. Maybe could have done better if those things weren't the case. But yeah. Eddie says it's fine. The team, the, 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 the team arrived. The Groundhogs arrive at the cook-off location. They just storm the sets. I guess that's fine. Yeah, they run in. It turns out that Bridget creamed him with her lemon meringue angel food pie. Food pie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an incredible edible barbecue sauce. <laughs> try my food pie. You won't believe this barbecue sauce. Try the food pie. It's digestible. <laughs> How is this sauce different to other sauces? Well, it's edible. This one's edible. Not like those other sauces you've been enjoying. Yeah. Dad now decides now's the time to embark on a parenting career. Parenting adventure. Eddie removes <laughs> his apron. Uh, Dad says, You gave it your best shot. And Eddie says, Yeah, but I struck out. Hey, Eddie, come on. What a game, huh? This wasn't about you winning. It was about you doing something that you love. And you know what? You're really good at it. You're a kid with a lot of gifts and a lifetime to sort them out. So cook, play baseball, take up lawn bowling. That's something else I don't understand. Just remember, win or lose, I'm always on your team. The note I have here is, fuck off with this dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're not going to have it put more succinctly than that. <laughs> um, the team runs in and they commiserate Eddie. Um, and they say, for once we had to actually rely on ourselves, Eddie, and guess what? We won. Um, Frankie starts getting in Iron Chef Bobby's, Bobby Flay's face yeah. about Eddie being the best cook. Yeah, he says, Eddie's the best cook here. Why didn't he win? And Flay says, well, there's no argument here. Needless to say, I think Eddie is the champion, <laughs> not that POS Bridget. <laughs> I only think that top jobs in the cooking world should go to men. But he says, but he says to, you know, he doesn't say that. He says, he says to Frankie, Frankie, look at Eddie. He looks like a winner to me. <laughs> we look over at the sobbing Eddie, his eyes red with tears. Look, that's what counts as winning in cooking. Yeah. Um, so Eddie's with his friends and they support and like him, which is the only victory he can hope to achieve in yep. this toxic masculinity universe. So the team all head off to get food. Let's celebrate with Eddie dogs, says Eddie. They all start chanting, Eddie, hey. Eddie. Bridget alone in the studio yeah. says, but what about me? I'm the winner. I'm hungry too. And Eddie... is so pathetic and sad. I know. But Eddie generously waves her over and we freeze frame on a shot of what looks a bit like him trying to snatch the trophy off her. <laughs> I think they had to cut it there because he, he hit her with the trophy and ran off. It's like, he's like, come on, Nick, Bridget, come get Eddie Dogs with us. And she walks over and as, as he gets close, he touches the trophy and we freeze frame. <laughs> 
<laughs> imagining what happens next. It's a pointy trophy. That's it. That's it for the movie. The only other thing I want to say is that the credits have Bobby Flay credited as Bobby Flay, which absolutely destroyed me. I don't know why. Playing, like, playing why tonight the role of Bobby Flay will be performed. Bobby Flay? Why wouldn't you put as himself? As himself. Bobby well, he's playing Flay. a very Bobby Flay. He's playing a very subtly different character who's nice to children. What? <laughs> who's compassionate. Who's compassionate and smiles a lot. What that is, is like the uh, someone joylessly entering in the credits. It's like Bobby Flay. Right. Who did Bobby Flay play? Bobby, Bobby Flay. Flay. Got it. <laughs> Bobby Flay. Tonight, Bobby Flay will be played by Bobby Flay. Oh God. Okay, so that's that's the that's the cook-off. Um I have nothing more to say on it. I enjoyed watching this. I like this one. The dad must be strangled with <laughs> with big hands, with big out, of hands out of the screen. Um, yeah, everyone overreacted. Everyone overreacted. I think this this movie is a hundred percent carried by Eddie. Like the performance of yeah, he's very yeah, yeah charming Ta- Taylor actor. Is uh, plays Eddie and you know very charismatic, very charming. Also really like Hannah. You know very likable yeah. Rose McIver. Um, mm-hmm. And you know so that like there there are charismatic performances at, at the heart of it. Uh, and and I think ultimately, like you just, how can you not root for Eddie? Because what he's going through is so unpleasant, so awful, so yeah. unfair, so I brutal. The main thing I would have liked in this film is to see some nice food. Yeah, like all the food in this is repulsive. I would have liked it if like a bit more attention had been paid production wise at the end to like having the kids cook up some sophisticated looking. Yeah, that's my favorite part of Iron Chef when they they present the food to the judges and they tell you why it's nice. Yeah, and you look at it and you go, oh yeah. There's a Bake Off. They bring out the cakes and you go, oh yeah, Yeah. I eat that. Oh, that looks like that cake. I can't eat Bake Off without sort of like being back and forth to the fridge. I like I have to be eating while I'm watching Bake Off. It makes you hungry. It looks so good. But they're like, oh, it's 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 over. Here here are the judges. Judges chewing. Bridget won. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, okay. Mm, fine, fine. fine, I um, guess. Bridget. Eddie made some kind of chocolate chicken. Yeah. We I guess we won't really know no. what that looked there's like no, or how it tasted. There's no callback to his magical purple sauce. No. That's just that's just sort of finished. Yeah. Did did he not have to like make that in the final as well? No, was that not part I of it? I guess that no. was an entirely untelevised element of the, of the cook-off. <laughs> Of the Iron Chef Flay's recipe stealing it's event. Like, um, it's like the hunt for the world's greatest magician. Kid magician. Kid magician. World's greatest kid magician. That's happening in the in the expo hall next door. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Max is searching for <laughs> America's world's best greatest kid magician. It's a production nightmare. <laughs> okay. Andy, can I read you an email, please? Yes, please. Andy, I want to read you this email from Peggy. Okay. Um, It's regarding Wendy Wu. Peggy writes, uh, Hi, Andy and Luke. I'm an Asian-American woman, and while I am probably a little older than the Wendy Wu demographic when it was released, I know that I would have killed to have had a Wendy Wu movie when I was growing up. A kick-ass Asian girl who can fight? Hell yeah. Sure, the film was confusing and awkward at times, but I'd say that is what it was like growing up and trying to understand your identity as an Asian-American. Am I American? Am I Chinese? Do I have an obligation to uphold Chinese culture, or can I just do what I want. This stuff gets pretty deep and certainly way heavier than what should be covered in a 90 minute decom. 
Um, Peggy says, I will say that a couple of years prior to Wendy Wu, a lot of my Asian friends were big supporters of the movie Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. Even though some people were upset that this was a silly stoner movie, it was just good to see Asian Americans in lead roles that they typically were never cast in. Cut to a couple of years later, to see an Asian American girl as the lead in a decom, while not as disruptive, was still progress. And with her previous Disney experience, Brenda Song was probably the only one who could have done this. She did a great job, and I love her. Yeah, thanks, Peggy. Great. I'm very happy to. I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. That um, Wendy Wu provided a positive example of representation. That is good. Yeah, definitely. That's nice to hear. Definitely. Me too. And I'm also happy to have been reminded of Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, which I remember as being. Well, actually, you know what? That's like from that era of movies. I probably like shouldn't rewatch. You probably yeah. If you revisit it, you're like, oh no. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'll just yeah. let it. You know, I remember Ryan Reynolds is in it. Yeah. I, I mean, it was called Harold and Kumar Get the Munchies over here, which yes, that's is right. a more off-put, off-putting title. <laughs> <laughs> Harold and Kumar are going to eat you. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. John Cho would never do that. Um, okay, so that was Eddie's Andy. It's time for you to reveal the next decom that we do. Yes, the next decom we will be reviewing, and your homework for next time, is 1999's can of worms. I will now read you the description. Please do. Mike Pillsbury identifies more with the imaginary aliens he spins elaborate <laughs> stories about than he does with kids his own age. So he broadcasts a plea into space, yeah. begging aliens to come and take him away. Yeah. But Mike gets more than he bargained for when they actually show up. Oh, good. Now that he has opened up a can of worms, <laughs> Mike scrambles to enlist the help of his friends to help save the world. Okay. All right, that was vague. I remember this one having a lot of extremely distressing puppetry. <laughs> yeah, if you're a fan of distressing puppets, <laughs> and who is next it? time is going to be the, the show for you. It's going to be the one. Okay, thank you so much. If you appreciate the fact that I had stomach flu and I watched Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off and all of the Ugh. children scooping fistfuls of purple gunk into their mouths, uh, then hey, why not head to patreon.com forward slash extra helpings where you can join uh the mum can't cook patreon and crucially and most pressingly get access to the bonus feed of episodes that mean you get weekly mum can't cook in virtue of extra helpings which is us talking about so weird the late 90s disney channel original tv show yeah, we're getting ever closer to the episode where um, Eric Von Detten from Brink's father gets possessed by a piece of driftwood. So, <laughs> so you've got to sign up now. You don't want to miss out. Yeah, you do not want to miss out. There's a huge backlog now. You know, it's a sizable one. So, yeah, yeah, like if you've maybe if you've recently found the podcast or hey, and you know what? You know what? If you if you're not a patron, that's OK. But how about this? How about this? This is a new initiative, Andy. Mm. I call it just tell a friend. Tell, Just a tell a friend or write a review for this podcast on apple podcasts or review. rate us rate us over on spotify the thing i like about my tell a friend initiative is that this is a hard podcast to describe to a friend it is yeah. i can imagine it being quite a difficult sales pitch listener imagine now you can probably think of one single person in the world you know who might like this podcast yeah maybe not starting with this one because of all the the dog yeah mentioning yeah uh start with stepsister from planet weird that's what i tell people to do that's that's one of my that's one that's an all-timer for me yeah yeah i mean they're all they're all good yeah they're all good just maybe not this, this one <laughs> they're all good might be off, might be initially off-putting <laughs> they're all good wish i'd chosen a different metaphor they're all good apart from this one so 
so so yeah um yeah you can leave a review on itunes review on spotify anything you want to do to to help is greatly greatly appreciated and if you want to check out some of the merch we've got we've got some recent designs uh in the mom can't cook store go to momcantcookstore.com or bonesforbowser.com check it out check it out uh and if you want to email us you can get in touch at momcantcookpod at gmail.com wow Luke, we've really grown a lot this episode. I feel confident now in going to cook dinner for myself, which I never have done before. What? I've never I've never eaten food. What? I consider it feminine to eat. Oh, so so you're going Well, I don't know. To cook to cook food is feminine. I, I will eat things I find on the ground. Yeah. I've I've like kill a cow with my bare hands yeah. and sort of bite chunks out of it. That's fine. But if I were to heat any of those ingredients or combine them in any way, yeah, that, would that, be, would be, girl, that would be good. Yeah, you were a girl for even thinking it. Yeah. yeah. So, so tonight I'm gonna I'm gonna really push the boat out. I'm gonna add some salt to a steak. Okay. Cool. So you're good. You're just you're just gonna cook up a steak. Yeah. I'm gonna cook. I'm and gonna you, heat it. Yeah. And put salt on it. And you admit it. Uh, you admit it. Yeah. No. No. Don't tell everyone. I swear. I'm going to eat the Fellas, steak raw. He was on the cusp I, of admitting it. No. I'm it's eating not the steak raw. It's not. It's not the full gotcha I'd hoped for. But he, he was. Ah. Oh, he was. He was 100 about to say that he was going to cook. The salt fell on it from. I dropped the salt and some of it ricocheted yeah. onto the steak. Take his Ethereum. No. My Ethereum. <laughs>